Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Coming up on TMS, that looks like a Pokemon I'd like to capture. Hungry shark. <laughs> Hungry shark. Doo, 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 doo. It all made sense till I woke up. Neither take Apple pencils nor leave Apple pencils. Skid marks belong on the road, not in car seats. That tomato shoe thing is bullshit. Apple pies and weirdos. Wicked kitten on grinder. Vermonicle. Windows 12, we figured our audio shit out. Ring the exorcist, my Ford has been possessed. Leave it to the hate groups to ruin everything. The Nickelodeon generation. Warm chocolate clouds with Amy. Trigger warnings with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. What's all this for? I swear, man, if I end up losing more pigs over this, I'll freak the hell out. Well, it's still cheaper than Whole Foods. You sawed off sadistic bastard? You betrayed us! This is The Morning Stream. Good morning and welcome to TMS. It's Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Hello. 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 My friend. Hello. <laughs> uh, hey, it's a new day. It's a new day. It is a new day. It's, it's a, a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for me. It's I'm a brand new good. morning in America or whatever Reagan said. Is that what he said? He said, good morning. No, he didn't say good morning, America. Uh, he said, no, he said, well, all he ever said was, well, well, I, uh, Nancy, well, uh, Nancy and my beans. Eh. Um, <laughs> well, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. And take off that weird tattoo on your forehead. Oh, oh it's a birthmark. Quit falling asleep in the wine. <laughs> uh, anyway, good to, good to see you all. Here's the deal. Let's get this out of the way early. Sure. I had a dream. Oh. It, it was a weird one. Okay. Uh, Brian was not in it that I know of, but there were so many people in it, you very well could have been. It was a crowd of people. Okay. Um, a cast of thousands. Cast of thousands. <laughs> it really did feel like that. It was a lot of people. Very cramped as well. We were in like some sort of dormitory waiting for some kind of, almost like a class or like a big speech or something, but everybody was like camping all over the floors and it was okay. just like a big, I don't know what to, I don't even know how to describe this, but everybody was crammed in a space and you had whatever you had with you. And for some reason, okay. I had five Apple pencils, which at 119 bucks a piece is a fair amount of money. You know, yeah, that's a that's a a lot of a lot of Apple pencils. All the new version, all the the all, current, yeah, the 2.0 ones. So it'd be like uh, uh, 600 something dollars worth of 
worth of Apple, Apple pencils. And it's weird because in the dream, I didn't even have the iPad Pro with me. It was just these pencils. <laughs> and I and they seemed and they were just really important. Like they were crucial. And sure. so I had them in a place where I thought they were safe and everything was good. And then this dream's just sort of chaotic and it's like, oh, everyone needs to be in the dormitory thing by four. Ah, we're all mad rush over there. Okay, now we all have to go bear, bear, bear. And, and again, none of it makes sense now, but in the dream it did. It felt like it was all important. We had to run around. Sure. And at some point they're like, all right, you got to get your stuff. We're moving to the next phase. And I went to get my stuff, and all five of my Apple Pencils were gone. Someone had taken them, I guess, or had lost them. And I searched, and I remember searching through a box that was full to the brim of Apple Pencils, but they were all the 1.0 ones. Oh, no. And they all had weird eraser tips and little grippy things on the front, like people add oh, to them. Oh, that stupid cap that had come off, you had to charge it. Yeah, with, it was uh, so dumb. By sticking it at the end of your, <laughs> your iPad. I'm pretty sure Steve Jobs haunted... Uh, 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 Tim, uh, Tim Apple, Tim, Tim Cook, Tim Apple. I love it. <laughs> I think he haunted him about that stupid design on that first pen. I'm sure. Well, he should have because that's so horrible. dumb. Anyway, the uh, it, it was just full of those. I'm digging through it, and some of them are different colors. That made no sense. But there's like yeah. a red one and a black one, and all. This, and I'm digging toward the bottom, and none of them are my pencils. All five are still missing. And then it was just like a repeating of this over and over and over. One of the most frustrating dreams I've ever had. Yeah. Until I woke up and went, well, that was stupid. What was the point of that? That made no sense to me. Okay. Now, see, on the surface, it's like, well, the Apple pencils, what does that mean? It can't mean anything, right? I can't imagine that there's any sort of like, oh, well, if you dream about Apple pencils in any sort of format, then then it means this. However, mm. I would argue that uh, the dreaming of needing something and losing it and struggling to find it is absolutely something you took into to bed with you okay it's like a uh like it's 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 not uh freud would say oh he's 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 not about but where what is he what he's, he's german, uh, german. Think, isn't he He's not the i'm gonna <laughs> jump in like eight different accents trying to find my german Jawohl. That'll the get... problem is not about the Apple Pencil. No. <laughs> the problem. You got it. You finally got it. You got the that. Yeah, it. it was good. Uh, the problem is definitely something like you are feeling like you are uh, worried about losing something, worried about uh, losing something and not being able to find it. Okay. I, fair enough. Now, if that's true. I don't believe, I, see, here's the thing. I don't yeah. believe in this whole like, well, if you dream of spiders, that means that you're going to have a very unlucky day. Or if you dream of spilling tomato sauce in your shoes, then that means that you're, uh, you're worried about uh, a loved one, you know, sure, bullshit. Sure, sorry. Sure. <laughs> it's bullshit. Yeah. Sorry. Anyone who uh, believes in the tomato shoe thing, but bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I do believe that you take your stresses, uh, with to dreams with you and those, do totally get uh, uh, brought into life. So I will say this: I have been feeling unorganized lately. Oh, see there, right there. That's yeah. it. And that, and that's just like, oh, I feel behind on this. I feel behind on that. Where's that thing? I have been redoing a bunch of stuff in the studio here, so that's been adding to this. You can see these bins behind me. I'm slowly like organizing yeah. a bunch. Oh, of Oh, I know. It looks so much cleaner behind you that desk. Yeah. So I'm going through all yeah. that. I got a bunch over there. Anyway, I got all this stuff going on, and I think maybe I went into this dream with this just this sense of like, where's the where's all the things I ha need versus the things I don't need. Yeah. Yeah. And then it tra it translated itself into this. And the, here's the stupid thing. I wake up and I and my brain goes, oh, that was dumb. And I go, yeah, I agree. That was dumb. 
<laughs> like the jam yeah. conversation with your brain. Yeah. As if they're two As separate entities, yeah. sure. And then my first instinct was to look over here and make sure that my Apple Pencil was secure in there. And I and it was. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I still I, I still That's had great. this feeling of like, where is it? And there it was. Where's my Apple Pencil? Yeah. It's weird, man. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get why I have these. I mean, I, I think you're right. And I think in this case, we could boil it down to... I took I took some of that stress to bed, and here's how it manifested. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I got to get better at like wiping that that whiteboard before I hit the sack. You know, you like, do, you definitely do. Um, and I don't know how you do it, right? Because you can't say, "Well, I'm going to completely organize my office in one day so that I have uh, good dreams." Yeah, I think what you got to do is just have a list of a plan of how you're going to do it, yeah. and the the plan is what relieves the stress. Gotcha. I need to do that with with TMS Vegas. I have like. Like all these things are like, oh yeah, I need to get this and I need to make sure we have some of this and I need to have this printed up and I need to do this. And, uh, that list is just up in here yeah. and it shouldn't be. It needs to be on a piece of, it be on paper, on a piece, sure. of piece of this right here, right here. That's right. Good old that. fashioned you paper. Seen, you ever seen this? Yeah. I've seen, seen paper. Oh, paper, yeah. paper. Look at it. Look at it. Yeah. Uh, so. Kim, oh, the old, the famous Kim Coates line. Look at it. That's it's right. Ah, uh, the great Kim Coates, everybody. Kim I love, Coates. I love that guy. Um, anyway. Right. anyway, that's what happened. Hey, last night I got all these photos from Brian, and it seemed like Brian was having a way better time than me. So tell <laughs> tell people what you did. Yeah, I went to uh, Meow Wolf here in Denver. Uh, currently, just the three cities. You've got uh, Denver, Las Vegas, and the original flavor in Santa Fe, New Mexico. The three Meow Wolves, although they're building two in Texas that probably will be done this year, I think. Which oh, wow. I, it just blows my mind. Texas would be so far down on the list of places I think would do well with a meow wolf i think uh uh portland oregon mm-hmm. why, why why there's not one there already well the uh, i mean austin austin sounds like a place that they well would austin business. and believe it or not austin is not one of the two places oh, really? in texas getting yeah yeah okay so that surprises me i was sure you're going to tell me it was austin or maybe even both of them in austin or something because austin no, does strike no. me as the artistic austin place to for do it. sure would be yeah. yeah let's see here uh See if I can find a list of the north of Dallas, Fort Worth International Airport. Mm-hmm. I just don't see. I, I you know, hey, I love you, love you, folks in uh, in in Texas, but uh, I just don't see a, a Dallas, a big Dallas art crowd. Maybe, maybe prove me wrong. Totally prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. Then there's another one in Houston, Texas, opening in 2024. But Seattle, Portland, Oregon. Uh, uh, Burlington, Vermont. I mean, I'm thinking of all these places that are known for being super uh, artsy. Park uh, City, and, Utah. And, get it in here. Park City, Utah would be a great one. Yeah. Or Salt Lake. I don't care. Just put, bring yeah. it. We're, we're an artistic bunch in there. Just don't go uh, south of the mountain. Then you're going to run into all the uh, the apple pies and the weirdos. Don't do that. Right. What What is this weird art installation? I don't understand. I believe Satan yeah. might be behind this art installation. <laughs> don't go there. So... Every month, uh, they do this thing at Meow Wolf called Adultiverse, and Ooh. it's one day, one night a month. It's the Adultiverse of Madness is what it is. Yeah. Um, and it's an adults only, uh, I'm looking it up to see if they do it at all the locations, orgy. but it's an adult oh. only. Um, <laughs> not orgy? Okay, no orgy. It's not orgy. Okay. No, sorry. That's a shame. It's a real yes. shame. Uh, it's a, uh, an adults-only time at, at uh, Meow Wolf, so no kids. And it also means they've got alcohol stations, like places where you can buy, like little like open bars that you see at most wedding venues and 
ballrooms oh, and stuff like, like that. Oh, like the guy at our game, uh, the Vegas game room show. At the Vegas thing. game room, right? Okay. Where he just has a has a table with like five drinks he can make, a couple beers, a couple ciders, etc. Gotcha. Uh, and by open bar, I'm not. I'm definitely not saying that it's like, oh, it's you just walk up and you get the, uh, you get the alcohol for free. You still have to pay for it. Sure. And since I'm on muscle relaxants, I took it kind of easy last night. I took it very easy last night. Yeah, smart man. Uh, but it's, uh, God, it's such a different vibe. They also have a theme for every adultiverse. So last night it was mystics and cryptids. And you could dress up as your favorite mystic or cryptid. Uh, Tina and I got our, our likenesses drawn as cryptids. I have uh, Jersey Devil horns. I need to scan it and post it somewhere where people can see it. That's cool. Uh, Tina had Mothman uh, antenna, uh, <laughs> but they also had like um, like a big, the local Bigfoot kind of jokey Bigfoot hunters group had a mm. table there, and they were selling their wares and talking to you about Bigfoot. Yeah. And uh, they had a cryptid uh, panel of people dressed up as cryptids we didn't see we didn't see it we just saw the the table and saw the times and we're like oh yeah we're not gonna be here for that yeah but uh next month april 5th is emo verse mm-hmm. so bring your favorite sadness and show up as uh <laughs> as your favorite uh, uh emo, <laughs> emo character yeah <laughs> or lead or singer or the cure whatever you need it's fine that's right exactly yeah. sure hello the cure yeah yeah uh anyway so it's 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 a really, really cool event, and it's got such a different vibe than the typical Meow Wolf. Um, it sounds awesome. I didn't know that was even a thing. And then we were saying pre-show, and I'll say it again. It feels like a really great way to make that place returnable because once you see yes. it, if it's just yeah. the thing, once you see it, you're like, well, I've seen it, yeah. and I guess that's it. And But if they can theme around, and it, whether it's the adult night or anything else, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a reason to go back and throw down that money and keep going. Exactly. You know? Yep, that's exactly right. Because, yeah, it's uh, otherwise it's like, well, you know, Natural History Museum. I've seen it. Don't need to go back. Or or you take people when they come to town. But this gives you another reason. Also, there's a huge, in each of the Meow Wolves, there's a huge um, music venue. Yeah. And, uh, like, uh, Johnny, J-A-W-N-Y, is coming to uh, the Denver one on March 14th. He's mm. he's awesome. Mm. Uh, they do a bingo thing one night, which is, I'm sure, as weird. You should as do bingo. Gets. You should go to bingo, dude. I actually want to go April 14th is a cover band called Fleet Mac Wood. Oh, Lord. And uh, Sounds like a cover band to me. It does. Not a tribute, but a rave and AV show that reworks the classic rock sound of the Mac into a spectrum of electronic genres. Uh, I'm all in. That sounds great. I'm all in, too. That sounds wonderful. go see Fleet Mac Wood. Yeah, Fleet Mac Wood. That's amazing. Um, Real quick here, you were talking about cryptids. Yeah, I would like yeah. to share my favorite. Uh, my favorite cryptid is this thing called the Ninjin. Uh, this is a Japanese folklore thing. Okay. And I'm going to share with you. Hold on. How is it? Minjin? M-I-N-J-I-N? N-I-N-G-E-N. So Ninjin. Like ninja, but gen. Like a generation of ninjas, really. This is what it looks like, and I you have to see this. So I'm putting it in Discord here. Uh, hold on, and then Chad, I'll show it to you as well. Oh, geez, Louise! <laughs> yeah, look at this. That's thing. like a that's like a real. Yeah, this is an actual. I mean, well, obviously, uh, not a real thing, but that is like a a many people believe that this thing kind of exists. This, this existed, yes. So, so it's supposed to be some sort of aquatic humanoid whale-like creature that walks around on two feet. And wow. uh, I guess this is relatively modern. It was like 05. 
uh, when people uh-huh. say they first spotted it, and then uh, since then it's like gained a bunch of popularity. So this is like early two thousands. Anyway, yeah. look at that thing. I, I I mean that looks like a Pokemon I'd love to capture. <laughs> look at that guy. I mean, how does it pee out of its face? I think is there's it? like a big old uh, cochlea-looking sack in the back where he just fires yeah. everything out of there. Okay, it fires everything out. Jeez. Yeah, just shoots it out there. Anyway, wow. pretty cool, huh? That's I like great. that. It's really good. Yeah, I like it. It's yeah. very cool. I want to I want to design and make a, a 3D print of one of those things. I would uh, support your efforts in doing that. <laughs> All right, it is Red Fraggle time. Uh, yeah. That is uh, the the pseudonym by which Amy Robinson goes by. She comes on the show and talks about reading stuff, and today's no different, so let's just dive in. Uh, hey, look who it is. It's Amy. She's here to teach us what to read, and maybe how it's to read. I don't know. Me. Yeah, it's a you. It's a Amy. Amy, how it's are you? me. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? I'm uh, doing all right. You sound doing fantastic. Right. Your mic is like on fleek today. You sound great. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm i glad to hear that because I've been having sound issues abounding. And I, so I made sure all my drivers were updated and I rebooted and did all the things early this morning. I'll tell you so. what they need to do. When, when Microsoft finally publishes Windows 12, it should be called Windows 12 colon. We finally figured our audio shit out. That's how it should be. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so weird how it resets all the time. You do an update and you're like, oh, go back and reset all your hoo-ha. Oh, every time. And literally, because so like the way I do the clips is I use Audacity. Yeah. And I freaking have to go into my sound settings and enable the, you know, the thing that lets me capture computer audio. I have to go re-enable that. Every single week. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's. I'm like, stop disabling it. The, I want it. It's the devil's plaything. Uh, it's Satan's playground. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's bogus. Really it's bogus. Uh, all right. Bogus. Well, it's great to have you here. I know that we've uh, got something pretty special lined up because you sent me some extra stuff, which I will share with the chat as we go. But uh, how do you want to? Oh, cool. How do you want to present? Did this? well. Okay. So we had a, an email that we didn't get to last week. Should I read that one? This oh week? yeah. Go ahead, please. Do you yeah. have a handy there with you? I do. Okay. I do have it handy. Um, so this was from. Um, our friend Nicole Ackerman, Doctor oh, Nikki. Oh, uh, Doctor Nikki. Yeah. She's a, she's a, she's taking sheep and making and mixing them with dogs. We're going to end up with shogs right. at one point. I'm so excited. We're going to end up with sheep dogs. Wait, we already have those. Oh shoot! Well, tell someone. Let her know. Somebody. Anyway. She might be doing all this work for nothing. <laughs> well, and like the brain damage of of woodpeckers and stuff like that. Like oh. she does a, a wow. really interesting. I keep work. saying there needs to be a helmet law. Yeah, like, right. Nobody oh, listens. No to one me. listens, Brian. You can't force people to do. You, they, you've you've got to hope that they have common sense and wear those helmets. You know. I try. Yeah. I right. Try. Hold on a second. You know? Is it the, the woodpeckers are pecking so hard on the wood that that's hurting their brain? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's what she's trying to find out. Oh, that's, wild. Uh, that's part of what she's studying is uh, you <laughs> know because she's. She started it with start, sheep, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They must start with some sort of brain damage because why would you start <laughs> whacking your head against the tree? <laughs> they right. come, like they before, come to it with brain damage. That's which, why they do which it. Which comes first? The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's an interesting question. It's like yeah. how brain da- how much brain damage do you have before? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. we better we better you know establish a ground platform for where the where the damage starts before. I've seen Papa what, woodpeckers yeah. up yeah. there with his wing just yeah. like slamming the kid's head. Like here, you got to toughen up, Junior. Yeah, like, I don't, cowboy up. I don't trust those things. Woodpeckers are bastards. Anyway, well, that's good. Right. That's super okay, fun. So, 
to her email. Yeah. Uh, Dear Amy, Brian, and Scott, I'm not sure I'm allowed to recommend books through Amy. Se- allowed. Like, what? Allowed. Since when does anybody do anything they're allowed to do on this show? <laughs> Especially here. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, not sure I'm allowed to recommend books through Amy's segment, but here's me trying. You guys have been talking about what happens at the hospital when you lose a body part. I could explain, but why not make this an educational moment? The book, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, is an awesome investigative journalism-style book about the woman that Hella comes calls Hella... Oh, oh Hella cells from, come from? So H-E-L-A, like, Hella. and the H and the E... Uh, I'm sorry, the H and the L are capitalized, so oh, Hella oh, oh, cells okay. come from... Uh, not Hella from like Thor. Thor, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm like, uh, okay, like I'm, I, I gotta, I gotta need, I need a dictionary just for a, a no an kidding. email from Nikki because like she knows so much more about this stuff than I do. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, that anyway. would make you know what if you found one that'd make you hella smart. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Anyway. It has a whole chapter about the legal gray zone around body parts once they're no longer attached to you. Happy reading, Nikki. Oh, my so, Lord. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Nikki. That's interesting. And I've never read it. So I, I you got me. I'll, I'll well, didn't we, didn't we also have a, we had a whole other, was it with Bobby or somebody about what, uh, with the laws pertaining to who, whether you own your body parts after they've been deca- or taken off. Like if someone takes right, off your right. foot, do you get to keep it? At the yeah. doctor, or do you, or you, or is that now the, you know, the, it's now the property of the state that belongs to the, uh, the, the hospital? Right, right, right. That's interesting. Okay, well, this is good to hear from her on this point. Oh, and Dreadnecks in the chat says he loves that book. Uh, is responsible. She is responsible for so many cells that we do research on. So hey, oh, wow, well, oh, that's worth cool. checking out, I guess. And she invented the bookcase that you can get at IKEA. <laughs> yeah. That well, sounds, her and Billy. Yeah, yeah, it sounds exactly oh, yeah, right. That's true. Yeah, Billy is the bookcase. She's the uh, the cubby hole system is the lax. Sure, yeah. sure. Oh, uh-huh. Calax. Calax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Calax. I have my my office is full of Calax bookshelves. Yeah. I love them. Love them. Oh, you know what you need? Oh, I'll tell you off. Air. Well, I'll tell you at, at some point, but. This thing, this uh, they're called lax racks, yeah. And you, if you store board games in them, which is a great oh. use for those Calax shelves, mm-hmm. these things make it so that you don't need to like lift up all of the games and possibly turn them on their sides oh. and that sort of thing. As you pull out the game you want that's on the bottom, they're little oh. dowels that stick to the sides of the uh, the cubbies, and uh, and then you can just oh just pull out the game you want. No, no other. Thing necessary. Oh, I do need cool. that. Yeah. I backed those. I backed those guys on Kickstarter, and I just got mine, and they are fantastic. I can't wait to start pl- plopping them in. I that's need to get some awesome. of this business. This is partly yeah. what I'm trying to reorganize. Is things like this. This would be perfect oh, cool. for me. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. I'm going to oh, use yeah. enough for board games, but for all my like the DJ equipment that I used to do the show, that's all shoved in this cubby right here to my right. And uh, when you were uh, spinning, so spinning the hits. Back then, that's right. That? That's called Laxrax. L A X R A X is All the right. name of it. Very nice. I love this idea. Well, awesome. Anyway, okay, sorry. so, um, and real quick, Scott, I have a I have a possible other wrinkle to add uh, that might provide some insight into your dream. Oh, give it. Ooh, let's you hear it. You tweeted. Yeah. I think either this morning or yesterday. You know, I I saw it this morning. Yeah. You tweeted that it's been a couple days since you've drawn anything. Oh yeah, that's true. 
That could so, be. I, I wondered about that, and I'm glad you brought that up because I've had this mm-hmm. like um, when I don't when I go two three days without drawing anything, whether mm-hmm. it's digital or paper or whatever, I always just feel kind of bad. Like, mm-hmm. why am I yeah. not doing it? Like, there's a creative part of me that isn't like pumping out something, and it just doesn't feel right. And so that's a good point. Maybe I was just like feeling um, pencilly, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like your like, your your brain misses your your Apple pencil. Yeah, so. that's a fair yeah. point. Yeah. All right. See, look, we've come, we've done it. Your we've Apple, we've dissected Apple pencil it. phantom syndrome. Phantom <laughs> there you Apple go. Pen, Apple pencil syndrome. I had that happen yeah. with paper this week. I was drawing something for I don't know what, and I tried to pinch and zoom. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I went to the paper with my finger and went, "Oh no, no, no! Uh, you can't fantastic. do that!" And, and then no one was there to see me, but I was embarrassed anyway. Was so yeah. dumb. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Awesome. <laughs> I do that all the time. It's really funny. Sure. Okay. So, well, let's let's uh let's move on into today's book. The only introduction I have for the clip I give you is that this is uh from another of the suggestions that I got from all the folks that uh is that like the other half of the cryptid you Sorry, that's the like, so the the cryptid Neogidian <laughs> Uh, Brian here, I'll, I'll put a new, uh, I just found this. Yeah give, me um, new, yeah, give me a new cryptid. So the new cryptid, this is the hot new so cryptid. Please, please, I hope it's from the back. I hope it's the one you sent me. No, I wish. Me. I wish. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so this is what they think it would realistically look like in the water. And, and and all the other drawings I can find are this elongated sort of salamander, blind salamander I like thing. This one has arms but no legs. The other one is just legs and a head. Oh, it's legs for days, that guy, for sure. Yeah. But then, then you got a little man for scale. See up there in the corner. Oh, is that with a little scuba diver going? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was here for a God, whale. Awfully, what the what the hell is awfully this? Awfully sweary today. I apologize for being so sweary. Oh, uh, we're gonna have look. The FCC will be in contact with you. You'll be in trouble. Don't worry about it. Nice. Excellent. Jeez, excellent. Brian. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, All right. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. So where were we? Clip. Oh yeah, clip. Uh, so clip. I should. Yeah. Hit- so uh, this came from the uh, one of the list of suggestions I got from the survey that people very kindly filled out for me last year, and so somebody suggested a cookbook. So this Whoa. is my suggestion for that. Nice. Here we go. We saved up for seven months and navigated a labyrinthine reservation system to secure a table. When the day finally arrived, we went to the bank and exchanged the shoebox of quarters and dollar bills for two crisp hundred dollar bills and two twenties, dressed up in our nicest outfits, and zoomed over in his classic convertible VW Beetle, ready to eat. The meal, of course, was spectacular. We ate friseo lardon halibut in broth, and guinea hen with tiny chanterelle mushrooms. I'd never eaten any of those things before. Dessert was chocolate souffle. When the server brought it to us, she showed me how to poke a hole in the top with my dessert spoon and then pour in the accompanying raspberry sauce. She watched me take my first bite, and I ecstatically told her it tasted like a warm chocolate cloud. The only thing, in fact, that I could imagine might improve the experience was a glass of cold milk. What I didn't know, because I was inexperienced in the ways of fancy food, was that for many gourmands, the thought of consuming milk after breakfast is childish at best, revolting at worst. But I was naive, though I still contend that there's nothing like a glass of cold milk with a warm brownie at any time of day or night. And in that naivete, she saw sweetness. The server returned a few minutes later with a glass of cold milk and two glasses of dessert wine the refined accompaniment to our souffle. And so began my professional culinary education. Oh, wow. She's making me hungry. Also, uh, warm, no, warm chocolate cloud was my wrestling name for about five years. 
I mean, brownies, chocolate milk, or I mean, brownies, chocolate chip cookies, I think uh, with milk uh, any day, any time of day, I, I'm with her. I She's agree. Right. Sounds, yeah, that yeah. sounds fantastic. So damn- sounds good right now. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, all right. So tell me about, so you sent me a bunch of illustrations as well. These are amazing. These are so yeah. cool. Is this all yeah. in the, this book? It's like, uh, this like- is all in this book. This book is Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat oh, by yeah. Samin Nosrat. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic. And yes, if that sounds familiar, it is. This is the same person who did the Netflix mm-hmm. uh, short series called of the same name, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. I uh, definitely, definitely recommend both the book and the series. Uh, Samine is she is obviously very well versed in all things food uh she you know she trained at uh chez panisse which is you know if those of you who know i didn't know i'd never heard of it before but apparently it's like super famous fancy restaurant and um she so she's very very knowledgeable about food but she makes it accessible like you hear she's like oh even even though i'm you know a big fancy chef now i still contend there's nothing better than a brownie and milk you know mm-hmm. like sure. yeah. so Not you know super highfalutin she's yeah. able to, to I like connect that. with the, the little exactly. people like us brian the little the, people like us yeah exactly. the low folk mm-hmm. who uh, don't know anything about any of this yeah. <laughs> yeah and and the book is great these uh it is illustrated uh shoot i had it up and now i can't Find it. Hold the on, most charming little uh, combination of ink and uh, watercolor uh, sort really? of illustrations are wonderful. Cool. Yeah, they're them. beautiful. And uh, oh, so the art is by Wendy McNaughton. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, then the book is completely written by Samin, and it's it's just really great. It's a it teaches you about the science of food. And, and like why all these things are important, why, you know, salt, fat, acid, and heat, why those things are important to the foods you eat, how they affect the flavors and the textures and in a, you know, but in an accessible way, it's, and it's all fascinating and really interesting, even if you're not at all a cook. Cause I am, I am not like, you know, I'm of, you know, if you take like Scott and Kim, like I am the Scott of my house, mm. like, and, and Chuck is the Kim. So like, uh-huh. you know, I can, I can throw some things together, but mostly like if he's gone, if it's just me in the house, I'm eating, like a fried egg sandwich yep. or something. Yep. Like I'm eating, I was just you know what say, I mean? Like, go to the egg. Yeah. The egg will always solve your problem. I'm telling you. That's the way yep. to do it when you're me. And also condolences for being the me in the relationship because that's <laughs> I'll send you a dargarito recipe. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm looking at the this this looks like one you'd you'd at least want to get the Kindle version of so you can see the illustrations. Because I'm looking at the um the the hard book hardback version on Amazon and looking at the the what's inside and seeing like the different uh, salt structures. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is so cool. I would, you know, I love listening to stuff like this, but I feel like watching this or re- mm-hmm. reading it and seeing these illustrations yeah. is um, even better. Did we give him the full oh, name? We did, sure. right? Did we give him the full names? Uh, yes. Salt, fat, salt, acid, fat heat. acid, There heat it is. Salt, fat, acid, heat. And it is yeah, the same name. Mastering the, the elements of good cooking is the, is the additional, the subtitle, I guess. And I know Kim, mm-hmm. wa- Kim watched, that series that you mentioned 
on Netflix hardcore. She loved it. Mm-hmm. So this might yeah. be a good gift idea for me to get her. I'm usually bad. It would sure. be because she would definitely enjoy reading this book. It's a you know it's it's quick to read, but it's and it's also like I say, it's it's it gives you her story, but yeah. you know there's also recipes in there. I mean, it's yeah. a cookbook, but it's not just it's. It's it reads well and it gives you it gives you just such a rich understanding of, you know, you think of the word fat and you, and it's like, oh, yeah, there's fat in our food. And yes, that's what kind of gives it the flavor. You know, mm-hmm. most people kind of know that. But what are the different types of fats and how do right. they interact with your food and why is it important? Why is it important to not just like cut out all the fat entirely and, you know, all that kind of stuff? Like. Sure. Sure. It's it's great. It's it, I I really really enjoy it. And I love watching cooking stuff. I just it, it's never been like a it's never been a thing I've been super interested in. Um mm-hmm. I I get creative in other ways, but like yeah, I I find I find this stuff in, endlessly fascinating the science of of food. I am yeah. literally so. nobody tell Kim. She's like she can't hear me. I'm buying this hard book for her today. She'll, <laughs> She'll be cool. stoked because she loves this kind yeah. of crap. And I don't know why I'm very bad at like paying attention when someone hints at things Kim would like. To yeah. Do. Mm-hmm. So like they'll say, Oh, yeah. uh, you know, sh- your wife sure likes that thing. And I go, yeah, she sure does. Anyway, let's, uh, we keep moving. And then I forget. So oh, today, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm even worse. I say, Oh, that'd be a really good gift idea for them. And then I promptly forget. And then you forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a little bit how I feel about it. So today, no, you're not getting me today. Bad memory. I'm doing it now. All right. It's already there. You go. It's coming here. Yeah. See, o'clock. that's a great way to do it. I actually, I have a Google keep list of things like that. Like, and I do it for myself also, because I don't know if you guys do this. It comes around the holidays come around and my mom and you know, all my relatives and stuff, they call me, they go, what do you want for Christmas? Yeah. I'm like, I don't freaking know. <laughs> like I, you know, I like everything I've, I've spent the whole year going, Ooh, I want that. I want that. I want that. And then people ask me and I'm like, I nothing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I keep a list, uh, you know, in Google keep I don't know, where, you know, stuff to say I want for Christmas nice. and, uh, you know, and, but then I keep one for other people also. Like I have on my list right now, I try to remember my niece wants a, my niece, <laughs> what's on there. It says my niece wants a bougie picnic basket. A bougie picnic. <laughs> what even is that? I don't even know what that is. It's like, you know, there's like the picnic baskets that have the little, the, the little hinged lids yeah, on top. Yeah, it opens up know? like, your, like okay. our old art boxes, Scott, where yeah. like it, like a little layer of like, all right, here's all your silverware and here's a thing for condiments and a little oh, napkin thing. Oh, I didn't realize that was even a thing you could get. That's yeah. interesting. Oh, I used to love having that for our, like, it basically is yes. a fishing tackle box, but I love yes. those things. But the fact like it would open up, two little sides would yeah, open up and you'd have all your pencils and... Yeah, oh, keep things miss organized. That. Miss yeah. doing that. A wad of that uh, flexible eraser garbage that yeah, what just did we seemed call to get it was blacker and blacker and blacker. It was called... Uh, need need eraser? Need, needed erasers. That's what it was. Need erasers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With a K-N-E-A-D. Yeah. Oh, man. That's the memories right there. Yeah, right there. Takes me back. Holy yeah. shit. Anyway. Uh, well, that's great. Uh, this book sounds great. I'm now going to see it for myself today at 2 o'clock, I guess it gets here. <laughs> So that was oh nice. wow! Look yeah, at that. You get, oh, cool. did you do hardcover or I did hardcover, and there's a I guess yeah. it's at our local uh, Amazon distribution thing. So uh, it'll be here today with no extra charge. Right on. Thanks, you never Jeff did Bezos. get the package I sent you, did you? Uh, never did, came. Uh, no, 
You know what? Yeah. No, I never did get hair. Wait, did it? Oh, no. Not the hats. I got the hats. No, no the hats bowl. you got. Yeah, the bowl. It never got there. Did you I'm ever, sad. do you ever, uh, do you have tracking? Do we know where it is? So yeah, the tracking says that the post office never got it, which is bullshit because I put it in my mailbox and my mail carrier picked it up, but they just oh. didn't scan it in. So it's Boo. just gone. Liars. Liars. Ah, that sucks because that's a thing you handmade and it's not like you can just reproduce that like nothing, you know? That's lame. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, I'll make you something else and it'll be better. That's all. Claire says she's. That's how it has to be. Claire doesn't think there are any uh, local bookstores in Salt Lake City. There are a ton of them, but I'm lazy and (laughs) I want it brought to me. Okay. If he he could DoorDash a book from the uh, local bookstore, then he totally would. Yeah. But I'm a lazy bum and uh, that's how it works. So that, I do support them, Claire, when I get a chance. I just, I'm not going today. All right. Let, yeah. I support him. Back. I absolutely support him for my comic books and my graphic novels. And yeah. Yeah. I go on there all the time. We love our local bookstores. Yeah. But in this case, no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, while she all caps yells at me in the chat, uh, I want to thank Amy <laughs> for hanging out with us. This is a great recommendation today. And if you've got suggestions, yeah. emails, thoughts, comments, uh, or Nikki, if you have any sort of additional stuff you want to say to us, send, keep those emails coming because we're happy to pass them on. And uh, let yeah. me, Amy know what's up. She's yeah. also very active on our Discord, so join us over there at frogpants.com/discord, and uh, you can. Uh, there's a whole read this uh, section in there. Yeah, and I I started I, in case anybody wants to, if anybody wants to go in there and uh, you know just discuss different books, like almost like you would do at a book club or something, but on Discord. Yeah. Uh, I started I started a thread for the Encyclopedia of Fairies, which is the book I talked about last week uh, because I loved it and I was like, I want to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if you've got any books like that you want to talk about, feel free. Start a thread in there and go go to town. Nice. So. Great idea. And I put links to both of the books we talked about today, The Henrietta Le- Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks and Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat uh, on quicktms.li. Very... So. Very nice. Uh, Amy, it's always good having you on Red Fraggle 3, wherever you find her. Have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next time. You too. Bye. Bye now. Oh, I'm in the wrong place to kill the call. Hold on. (laughs) Ah, She's out of here now. All right. (laughs) I knew we'd get there. That was the best. Yes. I knew we'd get there. All right, you guys. Uh, We're here to inform. Where else are you going to get your news, your late breaking news? Uh, it is the news, and it's brought to you by our friends at That Story Show Podcast. They're sponsoring a comedy story contest where you can win 50 bucks, 50 hard earned bucks. I can't remember who's on the $50 bill. Is it? It's the guy with a mustache. Was it uh, uh, Rutherford B. Hayes? No, who's on the. <laughs> no, the five, uh, the $500 bill may have been. Who was that? They discontinued yeah, it in 69, but the, the 50, 50 is. is uh, um, uh, uh, Grant! Grant! Grant? Grant is on the 50? I think so, because that's how much it costs to get a box of wine, and he was a drunk guy. I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, Anyway, 50 bucks every week. Visit thatstoryshow.com and submit your real-life story today. Excellent. Here's your first story of the news today. Yep. Um, By the way, I found out, you know, I was going through that weird history stuff yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found out that uh, we did not invent the, the, uh, the automobile. We thought we did. Like a lot of oh, us really? just think it we did. It wasn't Henry Ford. It wasn't Henry I guess Ford. He invented the the assembly line process of making automobiles, right? He, he that did. Was really, what he did. Yeah. He did. But like a lot of times, look, I love my country, but here in America, sometimes we co-op people's stuff. Sure, you know sure. what we do. It's the Benz B E N Z, which was in Europe. It was German, and 
I don't know if it's tied to Mercedes-Benz. I don't know. I didn't look all that deep. But that yeah. car is in a museum, and you can see it. And it was the very first car, and it beats it by some years. And uh, wow. we, yet we take credit for it. It's kind of like how everyone thinks... Uh, Philo Farnsworth, who grew up out here in Beaver, Utah, was the creator, oh, uh, the inventor guy. of the television. And he yeah. technically in the States he was, but it was already wow. done and developed somewhere else. So that's what we like to do here. We he like invented to- uh, television programming, without which the television <laughs> would be uh, useless. That's right. He did the uh, shadow puppetry. No, do you, and, uh, you saw that commercial during the Super Bowl with uh, Dave Grawl? And thanking Canada for all their inventions, all the things that they, all the things that they. Invented. Oh no, I missed that one. I think. Oh, that was, that was, you know, maybe not the funniest commercial, although it really did have its funny moments. But it was one of the best commercials. Uh, it's like, oh wow, Canada invented that. That came from Canada. It was, it was, it blew my mind. Like, he listed off fourteen things that Canada invented and uh, i was like wow okay i did not realize so many of these things came from Canada. i had no idea i should go look that up i didn't see you it i didn't it up, yeah. i saw a cool thing Somebody with him will- yesterday he went to he just showed up at a uh, a homeless mission in la and he had his giant he has a huge smoker barbecue thing that's like tied to a trailer and then like a bunch yeah. of trucks and a handful of friends he just shows up and for the next 16 hours just does barbecue for homeless people and then leaves Wow, and it's and he didn't See, say anything. He's just like, "Hey, can we? We'd love to help today. Can we do that?" And they're like, "Yep." He didn't say anything to anybody. There weren't any press around. It's just Dave Grohl doing a nice thing, and I freaking thought that was awesome. He's a good guy. It's like uh, it's like Guy Fieri without all of the uh, human bumper stickers and accessories. <laughs> yeah, it's like he can he can get through uh, an airport security thing without having to take everything off. So that's good. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, Dave Grohl. He's a national treasure. He is a national treasure. Uh, so future, this has nothing to do with anything except Ford. That's what made me think of it. Gotcha. Okay. Future Fords, Ford motor cars, that is, could repossess themselves and drive away oh. if you miss your payments. Yep. <laughs> I love this. Oh, yeah. God. This is the way of the future. Uh, let's see. Average car payments have been rising for a while. Although, uh, auto loan delinquency rates have been down since the height of the pandemic. Ford applied for a patent to make the repossession process go smoother. Uh, right to the bank, that is. The patent document was submitted to the United States Patent Office in August 2021, but was formally published February 23rd, uh, just here recently, last couple of days. Yeah. It's titled Systems and Methods to Repossess a Vehicle, unquote. It <laughs> describes several ways to make the life of somebody who has missed several car payments harder. This also reminds me of a TikTok channel I follow where a guy is a repossessor uh, truck driver guy. Uh-huh. His entire job is to pull up to a parked car somewhere in a parking lot that's known to be delinquent in their payments. Yeah. They have these crazy tractor tool things in the back of their truck to take a car, no matter where it is or how it's parked. Really? Okay. And it's wild because it's like a GoPro on the back of this hitch and he speeds it up. So it's faster, but you see him like, as usually with music, he'll pull up to a car and doesn't even have to get out. This thing goes underneath yeah. and grabs it in a really? certain way. Oh my god, that's awesome! And then it pulls away, and then you always see somebody in the store running out, swinging their fist. Damn it, did my car! <laughs> it's an amazing channel. I wish I knew the oh, name. Oh, that's fantastic! Wow, yeah, it's really so good. It it uh, feels almost like this is less repossession and just more possession. Just possession, yeah. <laughs> like it's the car is possessed, and it is, I would be taking itself back to the dealership. I would be skeptical. I don't know, dude. Like, uh, let's say there are a lot of car techs now that are kind of, you know, when they foul up, we hear about them. If a if a Tesla's autopilot thing screws up and, and veers into a wall, we hear about it. Yeah. 
Yeah. What's yeah. to stop this thing from you being out there? There's a glitch in the system. You're driving your right. your hot date downtown for the play, and then suddenly the car goes taking control. Yeah. Goes the other way and and parks at a freaking repo center. Like what the frick? I don't well, want like that. You're, well, you're you know you're uh, uh, you've got your baby in the back. You're getting out of the car to go get in the front seat, and then all of a sudden it says, "Nope, you're delinquent." And starts driving yeah. off with your baby inside. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Or those things that could happen with this. Even this dude I follow on TikTok. I wonder if he's ever had anyone in the car. <laughs> Oh, well, it. yeah. I mean, I imagine somebody would be, it's not like you say, all right, I'm going to put my baby in the car. Then I'm going to go inside, get my grocery list together and then get ready to go to the store. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. People I mean, leave sure. like their dogs and cars. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I say that thing, not, not, you know, knowing full well that there's plenty of irresponsible a-holes out there. Oh, yeah, they exist. But uh, I don't know. It's fascinating to me. So the idea here is they want to, they want to make it, according to this patent anyway, the idea would be, um, vehicles with full autonomy which is what everyone seems to be aiming for yeah. that means they can drive on their own you'll just sit back and read a book whatever like yeah. that's that is what they think the future is i'm not so sure these days but i think that's what people think it is and i and all of it that stuff is of course optional if you want to take control and drive you don't need autopilot you can just drive but in this case this is like well you're behind a payment you're screwed yeah and you might be taking a ride with the car <laughs> i mean <laughs> What about just self-locking is to where you can't open the car up with the locks? Couldn't that be enough rather than than this whole thing? Oh, that's just not bad. Self- yeah, that's yeah, not bad. Just have, the, just have the car lock itself down and, and that sort of thing. And then it stays where it's at. And then you don't take... Then the guy with the truck isn't out of a job. He still has to go repossess. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know what? Baby yeah. steps. Brian's right. Let's go that direction. <laughs> I like it. I'm, and I'm fully... I still stay fully committed to the fact that within 10 years, um, Lyft and Uber... Uh, will be will be completely if not if not mostly or I'll we'll flip that mostly if not completely driverless vehicles so I agree 10 years 10 years down the I line. agree I think both those companies well we already know they're investing in driverless yeah. stuff because they see yeah. the writing on the wall they know it's not and they have people. some in Vegas that are driverless so yeah, yeah. I want to try one of those kind of how much does that we cost one. to get in there What's it, it's the same it's the same thing and you you basically when this happened to us in Vegas it was Lyft and it said, are you okay with getting a driverless car? Because that's what we have closest. Yeah. And even though it was a driverless car, there was still somebody sitting behind the wheel and there was somebody in the passenger seat who was kind of talking things through uh, to tell us what was going on and, you know, show. Here's the screen. You can see the, um, it was really cool. It's like Terminator HUD where it was uh, showing Here's here's it figuring out the stoplight. You're almost seeing you're like seeing a video of what the the car sees. Right. And it's like here's five people walking the crosswalk and it's like squares over their heads to show that it recognizes these are people and then a little square over the red light to show that he's waiting for the red light to change and then like other cars and things like that. And it's really really cool to see like all the little calculations this thing is is um is figuring out. The big problem that they've had two big problems is that their system doesn't work as well uh, with darker-skinned individuals, so Hispanics, uh, yeah. black people, that sort of thing, sure. and jaywalkers. Because uh, for whatever reason, even though we use it all the time, uh, apparently these driverless cars can identify crosswalks, mm. even though we're <laughs> our captions make us believe that they can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but jaywalkers, it, they don't know what to do with uh, jaywalkers, so it 
that kind of freaks them out as well. That uh, makes sense. Plus, I think currently, if you have this in your cities, the law is they have to be accompanied by humans for now. Like yes. we're, we're not to yeah. the place yet where they where they can go, you know, empty. Yeah. Just a robot. But yeah. I look forward to was, those days. I have no problem with this this coming part of our future. I think it's fine. Whatever. I'm I'm okay with it. It's uh, um, you know, it it. But you got to kind of look at it too from your point of view of. The artist who's seeing stuff like Midjourney and and writers who are seeing ChatGPT and all this stuff, like there are people out there whose whose job it is to drive people around, not necessarily Lyft and Uber, but uh, taxi drivers and and chauffeurs and Bus things drivers like that and all that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like oh great, another um, another thing that the computers are are taking away from us. Yeah. The um, the most recent this week tonight uh, is fantastic. Talks all about all this AI stuff. Oh, I need to. I've not seen the latest. I'd like to see that. Yeah, it's really, really good. And, up, uh, up and available now on HBO Max. It is, and I'll point everybody to one of my favorite songs. Actually, one of my favorite bands, and one of my favorite songs by that band, The Divine Comedy, and a song called "You'll Never Work in This Town Again," which sounds like a threat that somebody makes to, uh, you know, somebody in Hollywood who screws up. But yeah. really, it's more about these people who are like oh i'm making all this ai to to eventually accidentally make my job uh, obsolete yeah <laughs> and you'll never work in this town again more as like the the uh the the problem caused by all this it's it's great it's like it looks like the opening for Mad Men. it's so good it's gonna get it's gonna get weird everybody it is gonna get weird things are gonna get weird uh yep. all right final story yes a missing adventurer okay a father of three uh, everyone didn't know what happened. He was out doing adventure. He showed up finally in a shark's stomach. Oh, oh no! Well, yeah, they, fa- is, they, found they, they found him. They found me, Marty. They found me, Marty. <laughs> I don't know how they did, but they found me. Uh, Father of three in an accident in his uh, quad bike while riding on a beach in Argentina has turned up inside a stomach of a shark. Uh, Diego Barina, <gasps> age thirty-two, he was a father of three. They keep pointing that out to make us feel bad. Uh, was last seen riding his Yamaha Raptor off-road buggy along the stretch of the coastline. Uh, he then disappeared. His wife, Virginia, posted desperate messages trying to figure out where the heck he was. Two days later, uh, his damaged all-terrain vehicle and helmet were found in the beach near Rocas Coloradas. Yeah, Sounds Rocas like Coloradas. Colorado. Colored rocks. Colored rocks, like Colorado. I don't know if, I don't know if Rocas is rocks. Rocas. Rocas. R-O-C-A-S. Maybe. Yeah, it might be. Rock. Yeah. So what they think happened? So then these other the, separately local dudes were out fishing and they hauled in three sharks out of the sea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure that's legal, but whatever. One of them, they uh, went to prepare and clean up and cut up and all that, and they found the found the dude in there. Oh, jeez, he, he was a dude. They found. Oh my god, they found the. They recognized him or, or uh, figured out who it was based on the tattoo, rose tattoo on his arm. Oh man, that sucks. Jeez. But here's the question that I'm left with. And yeah. the one that I will take to my bed tonight and therefore dream about. Okay. Uh, did he drive? Did he? Did he drive into the ocean? And did a shark get him? From that, did the shark jump out and grab him and tuck and pull him back in? Did he die on the beach? And then the tide came in, and then the shark got like I want to know that, and they don't know that. They don't I, have any info on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, sharks—they can get onto the beach. They can kind of get uh, close, but they can't really, like, crawl up on the beach, eat somebody, and then <laughs> crawl back, crawl back in the water. So my guess is he was uh, he got off his raptor, 
got into the water a little bit to cool off after uh, some, you know, some exciting buggy action. Yeah. And, uh, and then got et. And then, then got et by the shark. That was probably yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd sure. love, I'd love for it to be a much more exciting, <laughs> uh, exciting story, but I'm guessing that was, it's something as simple as get off the bike, got in the water, got it. Yep. Maybe don't do that, everybody. Be careful around these sharks, will you? Argentinian sharks, they don't mess around. All right, we're going to take a break. When we get back here, my sister Wendy will be here. We're going to talk about all that trigger stuff from last week. Okay. Yeah, Uh, that's right. We got all those uh, listener submissions, right, of triggers? a ton of them. Sweet. Uh, Sweet. Had a really hard time moving them from Discord to Wendy because you can't (laughs) – it turns out you can't easily – she was having a hard time getting into the server, so I'm like, well, maybe I'll just copy these out and make a PDF for her. Oh, there you go. That doesn't work very well because if you copy the entirety of a thread, it doesn't move it. Either Windows or Mac, doesn't matter. I tried it on both. It doesn't move the text. It won't copy the text out of that Discord thread. I don't know why. I don't know if that's like a security thing on Discord side or something, but I could copy and paste individual messages. But to do that for that thread would have taken me all night. So finally, I just captured screen grabs and sent her 10 pages of screen grabs and uh <laughs> it's really like being my mom really is what i did yeah i, I know was my mom she's you know he's like oh great now i have to do tech support with her so it's <laughs> you know another reason yep, yep get out of minneapolis get out of minnesota and come uh back uh come, come back, back to utah west. we need you yeah all right yeah. that'll do it for that though we'll be back uh, with her in a second but we need a song here at the mid show what do you got there brian Okay, well, I've got uh, I've got one for you. Another thing that uh, Canadians invented is a band called Debt Cemetery. They're from Toronto, and uh, courtesy of Thousand Island Records, they have a brand new song. Listen, if you're if you've been uh, bitching all week that Brian, you're only picking these like indie pop, female fronted sweet songs. Me, uh, <laughs> I'm sure somebody out there is exactly uh, triggered by that. Maybe yeah, you're triggered by their, my yeah. Now we know you. their trigger. Jeez. All right. Well, let's get to some Toronto. To punk rock here is Dead Cemetery and a brand new song that's fantastic called Let's Myrtleize Them. Oh my lord. All right, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Why can't we just see I do Reaction Disgusting And 
video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. Adults, especially women, who would not have been caught dead playing pinball. I like the brutal, gross, murdery stuff. Looking to retire and open a restaurant, a bounty hunter named Chit. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I even used that one. Uh, sorry. Hey, who was that again? That sounded real oh, good. I'm too. I'm too thrown by uh, hearing a clip from Monica's uh, video dating uh, recording. Yeah, this, this was her just trying to. This is her on, on not Grinder on Tinder. She was on <laughs> Tinder, and uh, her Tinder message was a little rough. Yeah. Yeah, a little rough. All right, so yeah. that was Debt Debt Cemetery, D-E-B-T Cemetery. Uh, you got to spell that with two E's and an A, folks. Yeah. A brand new song called Let's Murderize Them. That's a brand new single from those Toronto punks. Nice. It sounds pretty good. Well done, Canada. Good. You've once again yeah. surprised You've surprised us with your depth and your, your breadth in Canada. Yes. It's not oh, just gravy and, yeah. gravy and potatoes. It's not just uh, cheese curds. It's uh, much more. Right. Those Canadians. Exactly. Canada! All right. I'm, I'm really just killing time because Wendy's not answering. Let's see. Oh. I know. Yeah, it was well done. I, I appreciate you doing that. I think sure. it was good. I think she's almost here, though. Oh. Okay, that says stop ringing. I don't want to do that. Let's keep ringing her. Keep right. ringing. Keep ringing. Keep on ringing. Oh, we lost her. Okay, let's try it again. I'll bet this is the magic right here. I bet this is where she picks up. Oh, we're waiting. We get the rings of ringage, as Daryl would say, but not the rings of speakage. No, that's a very different thing. Yeah, I'm sure it's coming, though. I thought of Daryl the other day because I have two lightsaber replicas. Or not lightsaber, uh, sorry, phaser. Oh, phaser replicas, okay. Yeah, zert, zert, that whole thing. Yeah, yes. And um, like- here's what's hilarious about him. He So one of them I got from a fan that was just like an actual uh, official branded one. Mm-hmm. And then I got Daryl's that he made. Mm-hmm. His is so much better. It's like oh, a really? trillion oh, times yeah. nicer and better yeah, made. Mine, yeah, mine, mine's hanging there on the wall right under my uh, Captain America shield, and it's, uh, it's a great one. It's great, right? I freaking love that yeah. thing. All I right. Love, I, I got to expand my weapon collection because I've got Thor's hammer, Captain America's shield, a phaser, the element guns from Star-Lord, and then a uh, was the, the Nintendo uh, hand. Oh, the glove? Thing. The power the glove? glove man, the gl- power glove. Thank you. Yeah, yes. I need one of those. Dang it. Yeah, yeah they're expensive on eBay. Hey, my very patient sister and therapist Wendy is uh, on the line. Hi, Wendy. Hi. Do you like hearing about all our, our toy guns and things? You like that? No. <laughs> what does it say about us? So we need so many toy guns. <laughs> yeah, what does that say about us? I wonder. That's a whole what different topic. What does that say? Hmm. Huh. A you bit mean, fishy. The industrial military complex is built on this question. That's true. Um, <laughs> but none of them, none of them are cool lasers and gauntlets no, and you know no. lightsabers and stuff. <laughs> um, hey, it's good to have you here. We're we're. Uh, I wanted to give you a quick update. I we hung out with mom. And uh, yeah. you didn't hear yeah, this. I'm going to interrupt for one second. Yeah. Doorbell's ringing, so keep going oh, on okay. that. I'm going to go grab whatever you got. Answer the doorbell. So I go. We go over there. Brian's heard this anyway. Um, and uh, it's all good. Mom's doing great. She's super, super sharp. All I don't know what John's talking about half the time. He's always saying how she's oh your mom, your mom. And I'm like I don't know, John. Every time I'm around her, she seems to be doing fine. You're grumpy. I don't know what your deal is. Anyway, so we're over there, and we're hanging out, and we're talking. We brought her tacos. Because she loves Taco Bell tacos and never gets to have them because John won't let her. So 
we always do that. Partly because I know it bugs him. But anyway, <laughs> we bring him over. We uh, give mom these tacos. She's super stoked. He gives me the side of I like, I don't like those tacos, you know, because he won't eat anything but Italian anyway. That's just his deal. So uh, we're there. And this at one point in the chat, and everybody's heard this already, but at one point, um, mom, we were talking about tattoos because Carter's got this, these cool, she got a cool tattoo while she was in, uh, in Iceland, a little Icelandic symbol thing. And uh, they were asking about it. Is it the little it. donuts that are all twisty? Cause no, no, but it was something, <laughs> I can't remember, it has okay. a name. And I think the reason she didn't do, because there's some really cool Norwegian symbology that you can do. Yeah. But a lot of it's been you co-opted. Mean Icelandic? Icelandic or uh, Swedish or all sorts yeah, of Scandinavian. that. Scandinavian in general. And the problem is a lot of that's been co-opted by like, you know, hate groups and uh, Nazis oh, and junk cool. like that. So you have to be careful about which ones you get. So hers is very neutral. But anyway, my mom's there and she says, oh, I just love, uh, I love tattoos. And I remember thinking, you know, when a basketball team had come out for the NBA and you'd see all these basketball players, uh, you'd always see these ones with all the, the whole arm done, the whole sleeve, but it's really hard to see on the blacks, she'd say. And I thought, mom, oh, great. I know you're not racist. Okay. And this isn't even you, you know, she's not being, she's not being anything. She's just saying yeah. what she Penal. says because she's old and this is what you say. But I, mm-hmm. I, I tried to think how I, how she should have said it. And I think it should have been like, um, I don't know. It's harder to see. I don't, what do you say? Do you say it's just harder? It's harder to see on black people. Would you say that? Or is that just weird? I don't, do you have to say anything? <laughs> see, that's the other option. Don't say anything. Exactly. Because who cares? Like, it doesn't matter anyway. And then John was all like, uh, I don't know why you got a tattoo. Like, he's, he's got his whole thing about tattoos. He's, Tat- rubber, yeah. he's like, tattoos back in my day or in the, in the 70s. Uh, if you had a tattoo, that meant you were done. That was it. You weren't going to do anything in life. I'm like, all right. Well, it's not like that now, John. Uh, enjoy your uh, not tacos that you're eating. Moving over there. on. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, perfect timing because Brian just got back, and we're now going to move to today's thing. So I, I hope all that stuff I sent uh, you so made well, sense. Hold on, hold on, everyone. Scott just set that up perfectly by being triggered. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I did get oh. triggered. Tr- I got triggered. Bing! It's a trigger. This was the and the, Brian uh, was triggered comment. by a doorbell. I was yeah. triggered by a doorbell yeah. and a signature yeah. that I had to give the FedEx guy. But you know what? A doorbell Ooh, and a signature has a practical outcome. See, you actually got a package yeah. for your triggering. I get it's nothing true. for mine. Nothing. <laughs> Which is uh, probably a good theme because a lot of times triggers do yield us nothing. But um, did, it, did you were able to make sense all the stuff I say? Did it all make you know, those all the yeah, little images. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> there's a lot of them, and I don't know which one to pick. I know there's, there's a lot, so many. and there's a lot of replies, and there's a lot of just fluff in there. But um, well, we're not leaving until you reply to each and every one of the ones <laughs> that right. Scott sent you. Uh, sit here, okay. and you will. <laughs> but overall, I mean, well, we gotta we gotta do it. an overall first here, right? Like kind of the yeah, whole yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it overall first. All right, let's so, do it. so what we did right is we asked everyone send in what triggers you. Um, and yes, the word trigger is way overused and, but it really is a good, I mean, give me a different word set off, uh, Mm -hmm. switch flipped. Um, I don't know. Right. It's a trigger is pulled and a reaction occurs. Right. Um, and the question is what in the world, why is that a thing? Mm -hmm. And then what does it actually mean? And what do we do with it versus what I think a lot of people just do is, you know, mock anyone who's triggered. Right. <laughs> right? Like that's been the yeah. 
like a it's used, back it's to been it, used right? pretty loosely over the last few years i would say people like to just say right. well if oh. your reaction is anything other than agreement then you're triggered i guess i don't know yeah, yeah right. it's, and it's, now and it's one that and it's one that um that people like to throw out accusations to and say, Oh, well, sorry. didn't mean to trigger the left or trigger the woke mafia or anything like yeah, that. Or all it's that like crap. Bit, yeah. Ugh, freaking yes. the word. If I, it's fine. If Brian says it, but if I hear anyone say, <laughs> you know what triggers me? The word woke. There you go. Triggers me. Yeah, I hate yeah. it. Both sides. I don't care which side you're on. You're I don't care the, who says the I'm word. A, woke. I'm hundred percent with you. It's yes. so meaningless and stupid and I hate it. Ah, Okay, I'm triggered. Yeah, anyway, was, some, somebody okay. posted a so video. So Scott. Yeah. <laughs> and mine too. That one triggers me too. Yeah, it gets yeah. me. But Brian, you sound smiley when you say it. Your trigger sounds like it's like, all right. Scott Brian smiles like when you trigger. I'm always smiley. <laughs> smiling yeah. smiling is my uh, my bullet that goes along with my trigger, basically. That's right. Yes, pull my, like, pull my you. trigger, okay. you get my smile. Yeah. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. You're a Southern mom. Okay. That's right. All right. Well, okay. So the, the overarching thing here is like, let's, let's actually talk about what's happening to someone's body when they're triggered. Cause here's the thing. Anyone who mocks other people's trigger is triggered. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's one of those, uh, you know, it's a ubiquitous, it's a human response and people handle like any other human, you know, experiences, they handle it in different different ways. Right. right. Um, but let's just talk about what is happening physiologically to someone when they are being triggered. So right. if we could scan your little brain at the exact same time, I say, woke, yeah. <laughs> Scott, Oof, what man. am I going to see? Like you're going to see me your body. I tense up. Uh, I can feel the difference in like my overall body tense rating. <laughs> mm -hmm. So muscles are, are constricting. I'm a little bit like stiff, you know, uh, my neck is, uh, yeah. uh especially tight. Uh, and it, I am either, I am, uh, mentally, I'm either in the mood to just go at it verbally or to go away. The one of those two extremes, I don't want to discuss this BS with anybody. And it's kind of the same so problem with the whole, the trigger definition you gave earlier. It works with woke as well. If somebody says woke, what that tells me is that they are, they are actually saying they're the woke ones. Because mm -hmm. they see another group that they yeah, they call woke, yeah. and they've assigned whatever meaning to that, it just means it just is meaningless. And so for me, it's it's usually like I need to get away from whoever this is. And usually it's not people in person, but I've had friends say it in conversation. It's like oh, all this woke culture, and I went, oh, don't say that, dude. And he's like, what? And I go, I just freaking right. hate that word. Mm -hmm. We don't even mm -hmm. get into what the his actual problems are. Because yeah. it doesn't it matter shuts, to me. It's just yeah, such, it shuts you down. It's like an immediate like I am going to disregard everything that you say after that word because I'm so tired of hearing that being used. Yeah, to me, it's like it, it's a repetition problem. So I am tired of it being used. That's absolutely one of them. The other thing is I I just think it's a uh, a crutch. It's a throwaway word. It's it's a, what do you call it? Mm -hmm. uh, when you boil something down to something that's too simple, you've Dim um, not diminish. Oh, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, uh, you've simplified, or not simplified, oversimplified. Reduction. Oversimplified. Reduction, reductive, reductive. That's reductive. it, reductive. You've been, yeah, there you you, go. Yeah. it's the ultimate in reductive, which people love to do. They love single words that cover a big blankety thing that's way more nuanced than that. Mm -hmm. Can't yeah. do it, man. Can't freaking do it. Yeah. So, okay, you get, so, like, someone says, oh, this woke, or I'm trying to think of someone who 
uses it not in an annoying way. Is that possible? I don't I think it's possible. So, I, can't, I can't think so of an example. I no. woke up this morning. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, you woke up. Okay. okay. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. Well done. So well done. context matters. <laughs> context matters, which includes someone's body language, their tone, the sentence structure, right? Yeah. Um, I just had a very fun conversation with a, a guy from France, and we were talking about how easy it is to say something in another language, like he was obviously speaking English to me, and saying like, and I'm missing all the nuance I feel. I cannot convey it, right? Mm-hmm. And there is something... When you've done that with two languages, you you get it on a level and there's a humility to that experience that when you are all speaking the same language, you're just like, oh, I know exactly what you mean. And you don't usually, right? Yeah. But it's because we need facial expressions, body language, context, tone, all those different things. And sometimes, you know, we're missing them, especially in online life. But just this idea of like, I have a response to this, but it's from a past experience, not from you right this minute, but also I'm getting the vibe because you dropped your voice Mm -hmm. and acted like, are we friends here? Let's talk about woke culture. You know, Mm -hmm. like you're, someone's trying to commiserate with you. And if they did it around a topic you liked, you'd be like, sweet, let's talk about it. But when they hit the wrong note, your whole system is doing, and you described it perfectly, Scott. You said, I either want to get out of there or I'm ready to go at it. So, so Mm -hmm. in, you know, psychology parlance, that's the fight or flight response. Oh, yeah. Literally, that's fight or flight, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. it is. And some people might have a freeze response of just like, oh, I can't talk. I can't go there. Um, And then others, you know, might use diplomacy suddenly. (laughs) That's another fight or flight response. (laughs) Somehow somehow finding that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Anyway. Um, So anyway, so you are physiologically in a state to run away or fight and you're supposed to just be having a normal conversation at lunch with somebody. Yeah. So let's just honor for a moment how weird that is that a word can do that. That's crazy. Right. And yet, that is what every trigger is in essence. It is a button that can be pushed and then gives you an entire, changes your body chemistry. So I'm looking at this list and it's, most people are describing like, my shoulders are up to my ears and my heart's racing and I'm ready. You know, yeah. everyone is having a physiological response. So this is where getting curious about what the heck does the word woke mean to you? And why is this so bothersome? You know, and we can, we can pick a different example or pick one of these examples, but like, what is going on you know, what's the actual story behind it? Because it has to be a story. When I say, I woke up this morning, it does not trigger you. But if I say, let's talk about woke, woke culture or cancel culture or whatever, mm-hmm, all these mm-hmm. made up concepts, then you have a response. Why? If it's the first time you heard the word, you wouldn't, but it's not. So then understanding the history that got you to this moment helps you understand why it triggers you. So we'll go back to our, you know, ancestors wandering around, and hunting and gathering berries and a (laughs) particular moment taught you that that was stupid. Never do it again. You're going to die if you eat that red berry or you got so sick, you know, et cetera. Like you learned from very visceral experiences that trained you to have disgust as a response, right? And revulsion and stay away and, oh, we got to fight or or I'm under threat. So I got to fight or flight. So let's take woke, Scott. We'll just take that for one more second and then we'll, we'll find one of these these ones. What is threatening that your body has to go into fight or flight? Do you know? 
Um, yeah, it's that it's that blankety reductive quality to it because I know but what they're about to say is going to just be surface level nothing and it's a waste of time and it just it just feels so freaking lazy and and to me they're doing it they're knowingly doing that it's so I feel like being lied to that's why I don't like it because it just feels like you're yeah. just you're 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 putting yourself behind the easiest possible shield and you don't really want to have a conversation. You're not here to learn anything. You're not here to hear any other points of view. You're here just to put a weird thing in the ground and go, wow, what are you going to do about this? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. they, that's the whole thing around it that I just feel every time. And I don't care who's saying okay. it. It's intended. And that's because you've had yeah. that. That's because you've had that experience before. Yeah. That, there is a repetition quality, but like Brian said before, you get so sick of it. But part of that is, is this a problem in other languages? I wonder. I always wonder this, and I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not fluent in any other languages, so I can't speak to this at all. Maybe others can. Somebody like Patrick, who speaks seven, he probably knows this better than anyone. But, <laughs> but um, like, are in French or in in uh, Spanish or other words or other languages? Are there words that you're all sick of everyone using to just sum everything up? You know, <laughs> or is it just an English thing where we go woke and mega and um, mm-hmm. what other dumb thing we do like? You know what the biggest problem is, though, is we export those words. So that happened all the time in Swedish. Someone would say a word that is definitely an English word that has been spread through humanity, unfortunately. And they'd say, do you have this word in English? And I'd be like, that is an English word. Oh, I see. And it's probably Mm -hmm. the word woke, actually, (laughs) because they're hearing it and because they speak English and it's so ubiquitous in their culture. They add... So a lot of their their slang words are Arabic words because they had a, a ton of migration and refugees from Arabic speaking countries. So those words get put in the the lingo. So you you know you learn Swedish, but you got to learn a bunch of slang in Arabic, and then of course English because especially it used to be British English, definitely way more American English now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know every YouTuber, I mean, you can hear a little Swedish kid running down the street going subscribe and subscribe <laughs> below. Yeah. Like my video. Like yeah, and yeah, subscribe. Yeah. Yeah, right. I could see yeah, that's that. That's it. Thank you. That's so just some universal. Like one time. Yeah. Like I had a, my my driver's license or driver's plate, whatever. Um, set. It was either I can't remember. Was it OMG or LOL? One of the two. Mm-hmm. And and those are English based words and acronyms, right? And mm-hmm. I pull up to an intersection. I stop, and this kid walks across the street, sees my car, points at it. And then does that um, Fortnite dance like right in front of me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm missing something, but oh, I also think fantastic. it's related to LOL or whatever. Anyway, yeah, but just that yeah. idea of like it gets spread, but every every language has similar <laughs> because it has you have to describe a phenomenon. Oh, this thing that's happening and some reaction to that thing or whatever, you know, and so yeah. human shortcut with language. So yes, it's in every language. It's I just a, feel bad that other, we export our crap. And yeah, and, and so in that thinking, I mean, part of my problem is I am in a perpetual loop of, uh, I've tried to break this recently and I think I've done a better job of it, but I'm in this perpetual loop of trying to engage with people. I want to give them a chance to be nuanced in the discussion. Sure. And yeah. it always is folly. Not always. Sometimes, often it's folly. So if whether it's somebody I want to talk to, and we'll keep it in the for now in a political realm, but if I want to talk to somebody about... um the nuances of you know what they call woke what that what do you actually mean like really dig in 
it's usually a complete waste of time. They're not there to have that discussion. They're just there to spout off this word and then run away. Yes. And then on the other side, if somebody wants to tell me that all conservatives are racist uh, douchebags, I have the same problem. Mm-hmm. It's nuanced, damn it. There's way more layers to this than this <laughs> like on and off switch that everyone has from their point of view. And I... Yeah. That's that is the trigger. It's not so much the word, so the word woke or the word any of this stuff. It's just everyone's un- unwillingness to say it's more than just this black and white issue. If they could do that more, I think humans would be just better off. I just can't stand it where we block it up and go, nope, that's as far as my education on this goes because that's where I'm comfortable. Yeah. I hate that. Freaking hate <laughs> it. So that yeah, right. so which, there. Which at its core is that very human element of comfort. So notice what every trigger pe- people wrote and what you're writing and the very definition, right, is that you become, you go from a, your baseline state to uncomfortable. And w- what that does is it requires you to act. That is the human experience. I'm cold. It's because I'm going to die. Get out of the cold. So uncomfortableness is a driving force in us doing something different to change a situation, right? Mm. So a trigger will act like, I'm putting you right in an uncomfortable place based on your previous experience, based on a lot of assumptions, based on what you think this is going to go and what you don't want and do want and get out of it. So that's run or that's fight, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And just, I think it's this morning I saw the clip of Hassan Minaj was um, hosting The Daily Show and he does this rant on Twitter about Twitter that is. He's doing. Amazing. He's really good as the as the uh, the of the guest hosts they've had. He's been one of the best. He's really funny. He's oh, awesome. so good. Yeah. he's so good. But you need to watch his Twitter rant. It is it is beautifully done, and it's it's one of his signature moves is to like roast the whole world and then see himself in the mirror. And mm-hmm. he just does such a great job. It's awesome. Anyway, but that idea of like. You know, we are all Twitter and Twitter is all us. And also Twitter is only like three people. Like it's, you just gotta, I'm not making sense. You gotta watch it. But anyway, this idea of like, okay, I am now forced to do something. So, so for example, Scott, you're sitting at someone at lunch and they're like, woke, be woke, woke. And you're like, (laughs) I have a job now. I gotta do something or I gotta run away or I'm somehow responsible for this person's thoughts you know, whatever. Yeah. And so I want to give everyone just a little fun trick to try when, when you get triggered about something. And then we can go into some people's specifics. No, I like people this. Have some this fun is good. Stuff. Okay. Cool. Okay. So here's the trick. I will, I will tell you, I did it the other day. It's incredibly effective. <laughs> um, it takes a hot minute because you have to manage your biology and we're not all great at that. Most of us are disconnected from our biology. We're like uncomfortable, run and scroll Twitter. You know, or whatever. Like we we tend not to be able to sit in uncomfortable feelings, except all the people who practice meditation. That's exactly what they're doing. They are training their mind to manage uncomfortable stuff. Right. Um, and that's why it's so powerful in how it impacts us is we just have higher tolerance for something. We don't have to make actions so quickly. We can think th- things through a little differently. Um, and really how it works with humans is it, uh, like human relationships is what I meant, is that it gives you a slower pace and a decision you can make instead of being just stuck in a biological need to, to run just or fight reaction so, mode. Yeah. 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 Reaction mode. Right. Okay. So I'm talking to a person that's great and I care about a lot, but every once in a while we have little disagreements about how to do certain things. And 
She says, okay, now I know people have strong feelings about Jordan Peterson. And, but I just, and she just wanted to share some thought from Jordan Peterson. So here's the thing. I avoid Jordan Peterson um, because I'm pretty sure I will be triggered by him. And I, I'm not interested in having another person bother me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like I've kind of avoided it. I do know there's just some misogynistic stuff generally and kind of some things about it that I don't love. Right. I'm he's generally, a, he's generally a pud. That's, that's just the way I look yeah. at him. But yeah. yes, yeah. I know what go. you're saying. And I just don't, I'm not going to engage. Don't want to, but I found myself immediately going like, Oh no, what is this? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like not triggered in the way that I'm out. I got to run or punch you in the face, but just enough. And I like this person just kept talking and I found myself just like, going a little internal and just like, Hey, everybody in there, it's okay. Like just breathe, you know, like a little bit of just breathing a little deeper, like reminding myself, like none of this actually matters. Like they're like just toning the whole emotional response down, even though it wasn't very strong. So it's easier to do obviously when it's less strong. Um, and then at the very end of that, because most people just want to talk. If you'll notice, mm-hmm. they'll just go blah, 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 blah. And then I waited for there's like a, a logical moment. <laughs> yeah. And I just said, yeah, tell me exactly why that matters so much to you. Why do you think that's such a good idea? Or how does that resonate with you? Mm-hmm. And it was astounding. This person did not come in thinking I was not going to fight with them that on some level, you know, like, she knows me well enough to know I'm going to not be <laughs> posting Jordan Peterson quotes or whatever, you <laughs> right, know? Right, right, right. Uh, I mean, making that assumption, right? And so, but what happened was I just was biologically calm enough to A, be curious. It was genuine. Like, all right, how do you want to implement this thing you're trying to tell me about that honestly, when anyone says, oh, I'm reading this, whatever, they saw a tweet or they saw an Instagram reel. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, the research. Honestly, that's sure. what most people yeah. are doing. Yeah. So instead of like, going at it, I just said, Hey, you know, tell me, yeah, tell me how you think that concept is applicable to what we're talking about. And it was like a cloud lifted (laughs) an angel saying, and she goes, I don't, I don't know. I actually haven't thought about this at all. And I was like, Oh really? Huh? So what, but just what resonates? Like what makes you think it's good? She's like, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I have to think about it. I guess it, uh, maybe it isn't that good. You know who does this? That and Jordan, or not Jordan. Is it Jordan something guy who does the Daily Show stuff where he goes to like r- rallies and yes, junk? Yes. And people, oh, yeah, people will have their big statement Clepper? like... like uh, Clepper. Yeah, yeah Clepper. Yeah. Jordan Clepper. Yes. Oh my God, I love that. He's love a genius. I think he part of his genius though, mm-hmm. his genius is this thing you're saying because yeah. he'll get up yeah. with somebody who is decked from head to toe in you yeah. know, whatever cult they're in. I don't want to trigger anyone, um, but they'll, but they'll be, you know, going off about one statement. It's on their poster or whatever. And he'll ask these kinds of questions and they end up straight up, just not either not knowing the answers or coming around in a weird way. Like how you do that to people is, is, or how he does that to people is really insane. I wish I was a little better at that. And does it in a way that that doesn't make them feel like they're being made fun of, even though even though they kind of are. They're making fun of themselves, kind of right? He's more is he's more that he's saying. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want to get into his head. I don't know him, but it's more sure. like he's getting them to just say stuff so that it's no longer behind a quote or behind a wall of 
Yeah. I'm in yeah. a tribal wall or whatever. Instead, it's just the person kind of admitting where their head's really at. And a lot of times it's them admitting they don't actually know. They don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. don't. And no one's thought through anything long enough that they should really be giving a dissertation at a lunch, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, if you've done academia <laughs> at all, you know the level of work before you're allowed to claim anything is insane, mm-hmm. right? But most of us walk around acting like, well, I've done my research. Like, have you? Okay. <laughs> Right? <laughs> right. But that I feeling, stopped. I did my research up to the point that uh, it, it told me what I believed, confirmed what I believed, but not any further. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so yeah. this is so human. Everyone does it. Everyone does it on whatever side you're on. It doesn't matter because it is very human to do. Yeah. The thing I get curious about is like, what is the motive in this moment? Right? Yes. So if you Motives. if you go right to fighting or fl- flighting. Then they are now dealing with your response, which just Mm -hmm. doubles them down in their whatever. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I could say, oh, that's really interesting. You think that like, keep going. Then suddenly they're like, oh, I don't have anything else because I was just ready to fight. And you just kind of suck the wind out of a potential fight. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but it's really hard to do this if you are in that reactive state. So when we go through the list of triggers, and this is why I think it's a powerful concept to think about and dig into for someone so, you know, when I have a client, I'm always like, so I ask it in a different way, but like, what's triggering you? And then we work with each of them mm. to find out what's really behind them. And what's amazing is your whole system, it's like it's geared up to fight this potential foe. And then when you de- deconstruct yourself and look at where does this come from for me or why is this so bothersome or, you know, it's usually places of powerlessness or mm. fear or embarrassment or shame or you know we're all fighting those core don't abandon me feelings or whatever it might be and then they just come out sideways because that's how it works with humans and so if you do this with yourself and go all right what triggers me and why what's amazing is you can figure out how to be triggered less and you know some some of these triggers are funny like i can't stand it when i watch a tv show and there's this one little thing well that's that's going to happen periodically and you can choose not mm-hmm. to watch a show. Like those are easily avoidable. But when it's like, I'm so triggered every time my mother-in-law opens her mouth. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. and here's, I mean, we could take that as a really quick, good example. The thing your partner does that's hard for you. You see its origin when you interact with their mother and father. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you may not be conscious of that, but it's part of what you are reacting to. And if you can figure out some of that stuff, it's interesting. You can be less reactive because you get where it is actually coming from. I mean, that's kind of the, the point of understanding the story of where these things get started. So, okay. Do we want to pick someone's just randomly pick sure. ones you like? Sure. Do you want me we'll, to, we'll I have them all right here in front of me. Do you want me to just pull one? Um, here, here's one. Uh, so let's see. Uh, okay, so Once this said Brian doing an, imi- imi- an imitation of Trump. Oh yeah, that's Tal- Tally doesn't yeah. like Brian's imitation of Trump. Oh, <laughs> is it, is it Tally? Because I, I know Jeannie has a hard Brian. time with it too. No, it was. I think there's oh, yeah. a few people. Tally, but I think yeah. it was Tally, it was Tally who yeah. had it. Yeah. yeah, in the in the thread anyway. But um, so here's one. Um, I don't know. Should I give names or not? Oh sure, throw me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> do I? Should I do? Sorry. Can I do names? Do you think, Wendy? What's the ethical thing here? Do I give names or no? Uh, don't give names. Just right. give the thing. All right. Here's one uh, that says, I get unusually triggered when somebody accuses me of not doing something when I know that I have done it, like full-on flush and heart racing anger response. 
uh, could be from having to defend myself constantly growing up with ADHD and always forgetting things. So I don't know. It, it didn't give me examples of that stuff, but like, um, you know, I assume things like hey, the garbage didn't get taken out. You know, no, I totally did. Or, you know, things like that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But there's like one. Defensive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So how about that? Hey, Being accused just, of I can that. summarize that one really quick. Okay. They already know where it came from. They're mm. not, they're absolutely right. When, when you grow up with ADHD specifically, and it, maybe it's not treated and you don't learn certain skills and people don't know how to treat you in a way that it functions well, yeah. you're going to have example after example after example where you have done something wrong and people come at you. Mm. And so, of course, you're going to build a defense to that, right? So you're going to be more triggered by feedback in certain forms than somebody else might be. Right. And so really figuring that out and, and doing some work to, to a manage it differently now as an adult and like learn to process all that has occurred will really help with that. It's like carrying a storage unit on your back mm -hmm. full of that pain. And so it's just so easily touched when anyone gives you any kind of feedback that isn't, um, you're doing it right because right. life is full of feedback. You're doing it wrong. And that is, you're, you're particularly sensitive to it. So uh, how about, Not to say that's easy. That's that's a bit of work. No, it's still work. It's still work. Yeah, for sense. sure. Uh, here's here's one I like that I this this feels I feel I feel like Brian and I in particular will agree with this one. All right, okay. I could be wrong, and I don't want to blanket this, but you'll tell me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, uh, this person says my trigger: unkindness and disrespect to people in a lower power position. Example: people who are rude to waiters, uh, service people, or others. It makes me think that they treat people as a means to an end and directly confronts my belief that everyone is unique and valuable. I feel my body physically tense up, my shoulders hunch, my jaw clenches whenever this happens. 100% agree with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hate yeah. that. I think part of, part of that is dad's fault because right. mom did that to people and dad didn't. And I had an example mm -hmm. happening at the same time. She'd be mad at the oh, wow. same dinner at some waiter for no reason and my dad would be the total opposite. Although he was a horrible tipper, but he was a really, he was very kind to people. Uh, yeah. And so I don't know, I just really sensitive to that. And Brian, I, I don't think I've, I've, I've spoken too much about you. I feel like you are the same way with people like that. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Yeah. Any, my big trigger, and I and, uh, didn't think about it until this segment, is seeing people take, forcibly take something that is not theirs to take or, or, you know, claim something that is not theirs to claim. Um, and it can be as simple as, you know, somebody, um, uh, driving down the shoulder to avoid a, you know, avoid waiting in line, <laughs> yeah. waiting in the same line that we're all in kind of thing yeah. or, uh, anything like that. You know? Yeah. It's the whole, it's the whole, that Simpson scene. I always remember it where, uh, Lenny and Carl get to this retreat before anyone else. And Lenny says, and we made it here first because of teamwork. And Carl says, yeah, my teamwork. I never <laughs> forgot that. <laughs> yes, Because yeah. what it, it's this perfect example of like, I got mine. Uh, sorry. Like, as if we're not all in the same boat half the time, most of the time. Right, right. Yes. So yeah, I'm with, right. I'm with okay, this one so, big time. Yeah. So I think there's a, like a, a common, like, I mean, I read that and I'm like, well, that's because you're a good person, <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah. so I yeah. think there's a very norm. Hopefully we can continue this as a society progresses of just fairness and like rightness, a kind of the, the why universally we don't think a joke that punches down is funny. 
and why we think a joke that punches up is funny. Um, we have some built-in stuff here around things that are okay or not okay. And, and some of it is definitely directly taught. I mean, you know, I think I have verbally said many, many times to my children, the most important person at any company is the person who answered the phone or sees you in the lobby, right? Or the person opening the door. Like if who you are to them is who you are. Or when dad, I was dating Adam or just anyone, he'd say, you know, you got to pass two litmus tests. How do children see this person? And how do dogs? <laughs> Those are your two tests. Is a dog will sniff out crap They'll and know kids will read it. Yeah. Right away. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. So, so you have a bit of that. So, you know, I'm sure people are listening who are like, oh no, children and dogs hate me. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll look in the mirror. No, I'm just kidding. But just this idea of like, uh, we, there's just a, a, a runt response we all have like you don't do that that's not okay yeah. or yeah. someone who's disadvantaged or you know whatever you might be and part of it we've been in some of those places maybe ourselves it's when we see someone who is disregarding that rule it can be incredibly triggering like brian your example of someone mm-hmm. driving driving on the side of the road I, passing everyone i turned is, into george costanza we're in a society yeah. here yeah. <laughs> it is it is universal i think and yeah. um you you know, and then everyone does something different. So this person is saying, yeah. Hey, I have this absolute physiological response to this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the question is, what does it compel you to do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So road rage is an example of someone feeling compelled to do something with being triggered that way. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a, it's my um, passive aggressive part of me that loves to do things like I will just ease over into the totally side of the road. Just yeah. doesn't like block anybody from doing that. Kind of yeah. yeah. do, kind of do that. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And just turn on your music real loud and roll your windows down. Like yeah. there's it, a way. And, and it's a hundred percent different than like where there's a merge, right? Where, you know, there's a merge yeah. coming. I'm the type who says I'm going to get over in the lane. I, I know I'm going to need to be in right away, mm-hmm. but yeah. But yeah. really, you know, the merge is there to like get everybody as close up there and then alternate cars so that you get the most efficient way of getting everybody into that single lane. So I don't care about the people who, who you know, I merge, but they go all the way down to a place where you have to merge because it's like, you do what you want to do. I'm avoiding the stress, but it's still, you know, going in the right yeah. place. Yeah, we're but, talking about yeah, the but, other thing. But yeah. shoulder people, yeah. It, and, uh, and my road rage, <laughs> so my, you know. My, my inkling, you know, not to just steer my car into them as they're passing me, but it's, it's that kind of like, oh, please let there be a cop up there. Please yeah. let them, I, I can't, I don't want to wait for karma. To, <laughs> to yeah, I've definitely people. been there. I want to be karma. I know there's a whole, like, there's a whole psychology about why we see our cars as, as our barriers to humanity. Yeah. Like for whatever reason we, you know, it's yeah. like that, the, the video of the two dogs on one side of a sliding fence and the other and they're barking like they're going to kill each other until they pull the fence in and they're now nose to nose and now they won't do anything they're just like mm-hmm. happy to be there yeah. you shut it again and they mm-hmm. start barking like bloody murder it's like yeah. we're like that in this in that scenario and it's it's weird because i don't really want harm to come to this idiot who did this but now mm-hmm. i have complete this is his whole definition now that's the guy He's the guy that cut yeah, me off on the shoulder and zoomed up in front of everybody. It's his one <laughs> defining characteristic and nothing else will ever define that human being, which is not true. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so not true. That that guy's 
probably got kids and a wife who loves him. And, uh, you know, there's a million things about this human being I don't know. The only one thing I know is today, on this Saturday, he cut over on the shoulder. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. The worst. Exactly. Yeah. Like, well, and yeah. take the take the treating um, someone in a lower position wrong or like yeah. a, a waiter or service people or something, right? Um, I mean, that's so difficult to watch someone do that. And then mm. maybe you feel compelled to be extra nice or whatever. Um but here's the thing. It's really hard for us to get in that person's shoes who was unkind and be like, well, let's, you know, maybe there's something going on there. Maybe they've never been exposed to, they, they have no idea how they're coming across. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's, you know, that's really hard to do. We go straight to enemy territory. And that's because we have to s save ourselves and be protective. That is what our biological response is demanding of us. So this is why overcoming your biology, and this is hard to think this solution is this because it's hard yeah, right it, yeah. it is meant to get your attention and get you to fight it's giving you all the thing imagine getting shot up of all the fighting drugs that's literally what's happening yeah. right you're getting a surge of all the right things that get you in a position to that's do why, that. so that's why prop prop anger, propaganda from any direction is is that's entire job yes. is to do this that's the job yep. and they know it 100 like, yeah and why science. it works sure is that it does it does that okay right. great so that's a good one. All right, let's pick a different one. All right. Uh, um, this, th let me, okay. Oh, where'd it go? I thought I had a pretty good one here. Oh, here we go. Uh, I like this one. When somebody insists that they are the expert on everything, mm -hmm. I cannot tolerate being around them. Um, I know exactly why this, oh, this one, I uh, I feel this one. Um, I know exactly why it is, but it still triggers me. My heart races, my fists and claw uh, clench, and I get a pit in my stomach, much to my husband's chagrin. I end up verbosely uh, reliving everything I wish I could have said to them over the next several days. Uh, so you'll, <laughs> this person will vent. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. So I'm going to have you do this on behalf of this person, okay, okay. Scott? Because okay. you have the same trigger. Oh, absolutely. When I hate people it. are the expert on everything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're going to do, we're not going to talk to your foot this time, but just kind of that same idea yeah. <laughs> where we are, you're going to check with the part of you that is so mad that someone thinks they're an expert. Okay. So okay. you have a part that is raging at. Well, what if my, mine's a little nuanced. What, here's the problem. Mine is that I know that the person doesn't. You know, they're I, not an expert. Yeah. And I know that they're saying stuff like I'll be on a, a zoom call with somebody I'll, as an example this is not about anyone anyone knows but if I'm on a zoom call with somebody and they uh, are I, I'll I'll kind of challenge something they'll say and then I'll hear like tick, tick, yeah. tick, 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 and I'm like oh wait a minute they're looking something up <laughs> and then they'll come back and right. go well the actual and I'll be like okay I know what you did yeah. what I want yeah. you to do is just be you and talk to me <laughs> right, exactly. and we can we, I don't need you to be cool you're already cool we're already friends you're good yeah yeah, yeah, so that I guess that's the oh, same thing. See, this is how I know that you're not talking about me is because I'll say, you know, I'm not sure. I'm pulling up. Let me pull up Google, or let's hope somebody in the chat room can help us out on this one. Always, yeah. Like, like I, I actually, you know, now that I think about that, I think it was in 1984, <laughs> and if I scroll down to the plot, it was actually about <laughs> right. So when I have when this when I have this problem with with somebody, it, yeah. it it's more than it's more than it doesn't trigger me so much that they don't know or that they say they know a thing that I know they don't know. Yeah. It's that they're not being straight with me. That's what I don't yeah. like because yeah. I know yes. better. And I'm also, it's a hard thing to bring up to go, I don't think what you're saying, I don't think you're being straight with me about yeah. what the thing you looked up yeah. on the internet. Cause it is kind of small and petty sometimes. But when it happens <laughs> a lot, it's like, 
All right. Well, just be who I am, what I am. You be what you are. We're going to have our flaws and that's okay. We'll deal with those, but we don't need to pretend. And it makes me feel like, all right, what things am I not catching that you're lying about? Like if I can't trust you on this simple, easy thing to, to cop up to, then what, what am I missing that you're doing on a daily basis? That's making you think you can get away with it this time. Yeah. That's to me. Oh, that drives me freaking crazy. If it's somebody I don't know, well, they may know things I don't know, and then that yeah. I can only assume. But if I get to know you, like we've got a relationship, and you're still playing that, what, what are we doing? Those people who grew up in the Nickelodeon generation <laughs> who think that I don't know means they're going to get a bucket of slime dumped on their heads. That's right. Oh, Nickelodeon, you screwed us. <laughs> you screwed up a whole, whole generation of kids who are now all the millennials. Say, yep. Let's blanket. Know. Let's blanket yeah. that one. It's all the millennials watch too much of that slime sh- business. <laughs> that explains so triggering it. There. Yeah, yeah. That explains it. Except Wendy's yeah. one of those. And, and, I think. Oh, actually, there's a great example. A friend just texted me. She's like, "So my my Gen Z um, employee just texted me and said, sorry, I missed the meeting. I'm not a morning person.'" <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, obviously triggered by that, and needs me to validate that. Yeah, kids these days, and yeah. it, you know, it's. But if you think about what it actually does, and this is um, what the the person wrote here. Oh, actually, I read a different one about how it actually makes your life harder. That might be what you're experiencing too. Like you just made my life harder. Now I got to like do something for that, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, if you right. have to know everything, or if you are, um, you know, always late, or you know, whatever the thing is that really bugs you, like you get small things wrong, or you don't seem to pay the same consequences I pay for things. Like we're perceiving all of that happening, and it's usually because there feels like something bad happens to me, right? Or the potential of something bad happens to me, which is why our system will trigger itself. Like, well, last time someone promised a thing and then click, clack, Googled while you were talking, (laughs) you know, and and these can be small, small things. It doesn't have to be trauma with a large T, right? It can just be like, oh, I do not have a good time when I'm interacting with someone who does these things, right? So it's really hard to get into a different mind frame but when you can, and this is how we're going to do it. So go back to your body, Scott. Yep, Someone yeah. has to be an expert at everything. Yeah. So we're going to ask this first question. Um, is it possible that you really like knowing things? Like, are you an expert at a lot of things? Oh, interesting. Who, me or them? Yeah, you. Oh, you. I do like knowing things. Yeah. I like knowing things. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I assume you don't... Uh, identify self-identify as a know-it-all no if i don't know something i'll admit it and if i get it wrong i'm happy to correct it yeah yeah but also you're you don't like this is important to you if i said scott do you care that this person is like really into fishing and you'd be like oh no cool that's fine yeah that's fine but if i said hey here's another cartoonist who does very similar kinds of work and has a bunch of podcasts are you threatened by them at all and it might be more so right like is yeah. there something going on with what the trigger is because it it threatens your position or it, you know and so sure. asking yourself that question being curious about I'm only intimidated by women who are tall. You give me a short lady any day, I don't care. That's actually you true. Give me a lady who's my height, we're going to have to <laughs> No, play that's actually true. That, I I dated a girl in high school who was drop dead model gorgeous and I couldn't uh-huh. do it because she was 6 foot Oh, she's like an inch taller than me. <laughs> and I couldn't do it. I couldn't oh, do it, and and so that small. it was, and I and I felt like I just I could not deal with it. I mean, I was in high school; I'd probably be different now, but mm-hmm. but back then, yeah, that's of course seemed... you could. But the point being, like, you find whatever is the thing that's hard for you is related to you. It's your problem. Now, but 
we're going to be gentle about that. But there, that's the reason you're being triggered separately than the person next to you because they're not having the exact same experience as you. That yeah. just makes sense. Right. Right. But then if we can get curious about our own trigger, we can do something with it. That's the cool part. All right. So let's go back to this idea. Someone's right. a expert. They're annoying. Where do you feel this in your body when this happens? So imagine the same scenario, click clacky. Oh, like, geez. I know things. I get a little bit of a, it's funny. I can picture it. I get a little smirk on my face and I want okay. to, I want to ask probing questions that will catch them in there. Yeah. Bull right. crap. Mm. So I don't okay. want to, cause I don't want to out overtly go, dude, you're just looking that up or man, what yeah. are you doing? Instead I'll go, Oh really? What's, so what's the, uh, the thing, <laughs> you know, I kind of call them on it a little bit. But not, but but yeah. but not do it in a way that's overt. It's a little sneaky, I admit. But I'm trying to like get them yeah. to go. Well, uh, well, I, I, you know that kind of thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't you know why. If they but double that's... down, or if they say, "All right, he got me. I was looking it up." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I and I'm so pleased okay. when somebody would say, "Oh, yeah, I just looked it up." And I yeah. was hoping you guys thought I was smarter than I am. That is the most it, that self-effacing thing would be the most sad, would be the most like cool water on a fire right then. I'd just be like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. that's good. And then I would have seen, I would have said, all right, you're like everybody else. We're all a little vulnerable. We all don't want to be the one in the room that doesn't know something. Mm-hmm. But look at you, cop into it. We're fine. Everything's good. Like I, that's what I want them to do. But mm-hmm. I don't know how to prompt it out of them. Yeah, yeah. Other well, than to be sneaky. Maybe, like that, maybe, you know? and this is where the bias towards action of okay, fight or flight gets me to do something is is hard and has bad consequences is we're trying to create something without having an honest conversation, right? right. I'm trying to manipulate the weather. So suddenly everything lines up and you then are self-deprecating. So I feel good. Weird, right? That's a weird job to take on. And yet it comes very quickly, very naturally. And this is where lots of relationships have challenges is that everyone's kind of doing this. Now imagine if you gave yourself an absolute leave of absence from that job. Yeah. You don't have to care. You don't need to fix anything. You can just be like, oh, that's what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like you either ate a pot brownie or you've been <laughs> meditating. <laughs> um, yeah. But if we take like actually what you can do without meditating right now and uh, having a pot brownie is to just do the part of you that's so upset. So, for example, you feel it in your chest. Where do you feel this? When this happens, where do you feel tightness mm-hmm. or where is it? It's that thing. Um, you know, I, I know. Well, whatever. Uh, Stephen R. Covey is uh, a name used for both good and bad in the world in terms of like, it's you know, he's selling books and it's a scam and other people think he had some really great ideas. But there was one thing about the Covey stuff that always stuck with me. And that was this friend of mine who worked at Stephen R. Covey, the company. And he said, there's this thing we always talk about where the only true freedom you have in the world is how you're going to react to something. You can't like eat from everything from you're the most free, you're a millionaire and you got everything to somebody who's in a concentration camp in World War II, who's got a a single piece of bread and he has the option to give it to his neighbor or to hoard it to himself. It's the same freedom. One's a lot more difficult, obviously, and circumstances are a lot harder. But the only real freedom we have is how we're going to feel about a thing and and therefore react about a thing. And that always stuck with me. And it feels like that's what you're kind of saying. Like you've you've got this moment of time where you can either 
do the first gut reaction thing, which is often our primal fight or flight stuff, or think about it for a second. Um, look within, look without, blah, 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 and then come at it from a different, a different way. Um, that sounds like what you're telling me. And so maybe yeah. I learned something good but, from yes, him. <laughs> but you're using one form there, which I, right. it's fine if it works, right? You're using your intellectual self to yeah. do that, mm-hmm. to create enough space to have an emotional difference. Um, it's really tough to say, like, change my emotion, right? It's easier to change thoughts and then easier still, but this is kind of tricky when you're not connected to your body very well, is to soothe your nervous system. And then emotions change, the story can change and there's more space. So lots of different angles to, to go at this. So I'm going to, I'm going to make you do it again. Where do you feel this in your body? <laughs> hmm. Uh, same places, I guess. Okay. I mean, All right. So no. just do this. Close your eyes. Okay. I know everyone's like looking at you, right? Scott looks We're like all his eyes watching you. Oh my gosh! No, he can't see him because he's covering his face. Covering my whole face. Me? Yeah. No. How do we know your eyes okay. are closed okay. behind okay, your hands? Oh, that's Scott. true. That's true. Let's do it this way. I believe it. <laughs> okay. So Just keep your eyes closed. Keep, keep your eyes closed, and I want you to take a couple deep breaths, and okay. I want you to put your mind's eye on your chest or wherever you feel this tightness when you think about people being know-it-alls and experts and deceiving others and not being self-deprecating. Okay. Kind of focus on it. Yeah. Take a bunch of deep breaths. Yeah. I can tell you right where it is. I can tell you right where it is. It's right. Where is it? You know, I don't know what this is called from a physiological standpoint, but just to the center of your upper back, lower neck, the, mm. the, whatever's tying yeah. my shoulders to my neck, this whole apparatus here, that's where I feel the it. Trap? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, your trap is Especially like your, my left your, side. Your my left side. My left side, <laughs> my left side is kind of prone to that anyway. It's just kind of a lean. It happens okay. there a lot. It's I think a, it's the way I lean, but and where you keep stress, like hold stress. Oh yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, because then All someone right, will, so Kim will come this. up and like squeeze my shoulders, and it'll be like, oh, never leave. Do this forever. I'm never leaving. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have the same thing. I think it's genetic. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. So just take a second. Your eyes are so close. Oh, they are now. <laughs> okay, they are now. But and I want you to just focus on that spot. And I want you to act like there's like a little guy that lives right there whose job it is to tense all this up and and prep you for handling it. And I just want you to ask that little guy what he needs you to know. What he needs me to know. Mm-hmm. What he needs me what? to know. Yeah. What, what is he afraid would happen if he didn't tense you up like this? What's he afraid would happen? Um... He doesn't have a good. You've used this little guy with us before. <laughs> yeah, I've used this Wendy. guy before. He was in the pit of our stomachs when we were talking about something else. Is that same little guy that we same had to give permission to to stop? It's a different guy. Different guy. Yeah. Different guy. Oh, different same guy. They work together yeah. though. Okay, they yeah, but together, yeah, they, they share they the same break room. They meet up in yeah. the uh, the snack yeah. the break room, and uh, they commu- I think they commute. <laughs> they, they trade off weeks. They meet at the solar Yeah, one of them drives. One of them drives every other week. That kind of thing. Um. He's what is this part of you afraid would happen if you just let this person ramble on and act like an expert? What are they afraid would happen? Okay, I don't know if this is the answer you're looking for, but he doesn't know. Uh huh. He, he doesn't know. He thinks he thinks it's important, just like I do, that somehow we rectify this problem. But when I probe further to say why, 
He doesn't actually have an answer. <laughs> that is a legit so truth, by this. the way. I, I really am feeling try that. Try this. Yeah. Good, good. I love it. Okay, ask that that part of you how old it thinks you are. <laughs> All right. He's in a little devil onesie. Is that normal? Perfect. <laughs> Did I picture how he's dressed? Okay. Um, how old he thinks I am? Yeah, ask him how old he thinks you are. Um, oh, it's very complimentary. He thinks I'm 35. Okay. <laughs> so I want you to try this. Just update this part real quick. Yeah. Just let him know you're 50 something, your yeah. grandfather. Just yeah. kind of update him. See how he responds. All right. As best I can tell, uh, shoulder junior over there is now a fully aware of my age yeah. status. And, and life status. And how did it respond to that? Like, oh, you've grown up a little or? Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, right. You're, you're, um, you know, I'm getting the impression, uh, either from you or from this or from the little guy in the onesie that it's, it's about you, you're, this isn't the right word. You're bigger than the problem. You don't need, this isn't something to get bung, bunged up about. Okay. Like just let it be Perfect. for what so it what is. So what I want yeah. you to try yeah. now. Yeah. I want you to thank this part for working hard for you, even though it doesn't quite understand why. Just trying to protect. Just thank it for its efforts to protect you. It's asking for and a raise then, now. Is that normal? It wants a raise. Yeah, okay. you can. You can ask. You can say this. You can say, ask it to relax and step back. Like it deserves a vacation. Just see if it can relax. Where does it go? And you. It can just sort of lay there and relax and. <laughs> Jump in if it needs to, or if it'd like to permanently be done, that's an option too. So I have this problem. I, I, have, I have a brain that likes to build a world, and I, I'm trying to physically figure out where I he's going to go. Put okay. it in the world Find of Big Mouth, because I've been feeling this whole time like this should be animated on, on Big Mouth. It yeah. is like Big Mouth, <laughs> totally. isn't it? Yeah. Or the, yeah. the spinoff. So, so build it somewhere awesome and let it go there. Make sure it's happy and okay. It's It can be done. Okay. All right, okay. I've done that. He's in a special little place. He's out of his little devil suit. And he's wearing wearing sweats. He's chilling. Okay, <laughs> so now what I want you to do is I want you to, with this part safely relaxed and okay yeah. somewhere else, how are you now feeling towards this idea that somebody has to be an expert? Less annoyed. I'm okay. less annoyed by it. I think I might, um, it feels like the kind of feeling that at the moment I'm feeling it, but I might feel different later because I've had, you know, I'll run into some day where it's like kind of a hard day and then I'll have to deal with that again and then I'll be annoyed. Okay. But, so you're a little it, worried does, by that? but okay. it feels like if it was happening right now, I'd just like listen. I just listen go. to the, to this and I would accept it for what it is and I just sort of let it, let it yeah. go. Okay. So here's how you, this gets practical. I want you to do this is next time this part gets taken out of retirement and gets agitated. You just take it right back, put oh, it in the sweats, in give the it sweats. all the video games and candy at once. <laughs> and it just doesn't need to work for you anymore. It's, it worked for some reason at 35, it needed to jump in. Maybe there were things going on then that needed extra attention and getting your awareness. And maybe they just aren't needed anymore and that's okay. So just put it back in retirement Take a big breath and okay. see how it goes. All right. That'll do a shoulder, Junior. That'll do it. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So that is not what I was expecting to do. My couldn't just help I couldn't help myself. So sorry, everyone. No, it's um, cool. Um, Jenna, that was great. 
it is, it's pretty fun and it sounds really weird and it would work. So this therapy works so well as people like Scott's brains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their brain will create all the things it needs. It's pretty. Yeah, I had a very, very vivid visual of the entire ordeal right down to like details Mm -hmm. about his facial expressions and what this room looked like that he's now going to retire in and the couch he was laying on. Like I got it all. It's all dioramaed in my head now. (laughs) Yeah, I love Uh, it. And so just use that. Use that as a place to locate that and like. Like really let it retire. And, and you probably, anyone listening is like, what the crap just happened? Yeah. <laughs> and what it is, is that at certain stages of our lives, certain responses or what we all call parts of us or trigger parts, they come online to protect us. So that's why I like to sort of have people check in with their bodies and find out like, how long has this part been doing this job? And when they say they think you're 10, well, they've been doing that job since you were 10. And so sometimes, you know, like you can kind of go into this internal world a little bit and see like, oh, there are lots of things that have come online to help me throughout my life. Mm-hmm. And some of those are not useful anymore yeah. and need to learn to relax. And I'm the one that can help them relax. Usually you need someone to help you do this, right? It's hard sure. to do it on your own. Sure. However, like what happens then if you're not triggered the next time someone does this and you can just have space for like compassion for somebody who thinks they need to know everything mm-hmm. rather than irritation at that person. Right. 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 Or the guy driving on the side of the road, your brain can actually go, maybe there's an emergency. It's also not my problem. Right. Like it's called being real, real grown up. <laughs> like it is, it's having a little more space between some of these reactionary experiences and whatever triggers you. Sure. And then some of the things are just going to always trigger us. Everybody. Like I read one final one was about dogs or human licking sounds. Amen. I yeah. want to murder my dog every night. Mm-hmm. Like it's got or a human's licking mouth. dog sounds. Yeah. You don't want that. That's the worst. Uh, no, like you and Kim, right? yes. you and Kim, yeah. I already thought you and Kim had a lot in common, but now I really oh. do because Kim cannot deal with any of the dogs in the house, making any licking sounds of any kind anywhere near her. Plus she has yeah. superhero. So she has super hearing. So she can hear it a room away. And I find it not, cathartic or, or, or pleasant or anything. But I, when I hear it's my ASMR dog cleaning her arm like or something, it's like fire kind of thing. For yeah. You. <laughs> it's like, Oh, it's a, it's my dog. It's being a dog. I love dogs. Yeah. She's okay. just being a dog. Listen, I've got, I've got like a hunting, weird, houndy, mixy dog. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to record it. And I'm telling you right now, no one, <laughs> no one could do that. I want to hear it. It is. I want to so hear gross. it. I want to hear it for yeah. sure. Fantastic. I'll send it. And then the whole world will agree. So whoever this person is, who wrote it in about the, Dog and human licking sounds. Do not listen to this thing yeah. Scott will play for you. It will break your brain. It's all so right. gross. I can't wait to play it on the show for everyone to hear. It'll oh, be God. Um, all right. Okay. Well, I, I got to go. You. I got a client. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like you like should go. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Uh, that was really great. And I uh, hope people liked good. it. Send us your feedback. Let us know what you thought. And uh, if you've got some specific triggers you think are worthy of uh, yes. discussion on the show, let us know. Wendy. Happy to tackle a specific one. But yes, Real Step starts this Monday. Please sign up. We meet at 1 o'clock. Our live sessions are 1 o'clock clock on Mondays. Yeah. So if you can rearrange your work life, um, you can also watch a recording later if you can't make the Mondays at one, but just uh, heads up on that. Sign up realsteps.org. It's going to start Monday. It's going to be awesome. I've spent all night doing a bunch of things. I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. Nice. So, well, join us, everybody. Yes. Join, join us. every realsteps.org, everybody. Wendy, we'll see you next time. Bye now. Okay. Thanks, Wendy. 
Uh, when you do eventually get your one Apple Pencil and uh, draw the Shoulder Jr. in his uh, devil onesie, uh, it's a consensus among the chat room that there needs to be a butt flap on the onesie. Oh, on the like a old-fashioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, they all had that, like the under the, yeah, the night underwear, uh, like the the long underwear. And, mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And then I so we got, but that means we got to do like a rear view so everybody can see his little crack or what's the deal there? What do you want to? Yeah. Do oh yeah, it needs to be so. Like I'm picturing. Uh, what was the Harvey comics like? We had Casper Richie Rich. What was the was the devil called Lil Devil? What oh, was the little um, oh, click click clack clack click 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 click. Let's clack, look clack. it up. Let's look it up. <laughs> Lil Devil, is it Lil Devil? Uh, let's see, TV series? No, no, it was, it was a Harvey comics like uh, Hot Stuff. Hot Thank stuff? you, Jay. Fantastic. Yeah, do you not remember Hot Stuff? No, that's totally news to me. It was it was a sp- oh look at him. I, I the, the the little dude's familiar, but I don't remember the name of this at all. Yeah, like the, the total Harvey comics. I guess he's wearing a diaper. I forgot he had a diaper on. So oh, okay. So he that's... wouldn't really have a butt flap because his he would be his butt flap. All right, right, right. I found him here. He's eating you know some. He's eating corn on a cob. Of hot stuff and Wendy the Good Little Witch too, because uh, she actually did have like a red onesie. Uh, so this is this is definitely that era though, or from that stuff, right? Like yes. This, yeah. The one I found here is he's eating a corn on the cob and he's shooting popcorn out of his ears because he's hot like a devil. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, oh, hot stuff. The little. So his name was Hot Stuff. Hot stuff. The little devil. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do not remember. And that he was. At uh, all. My God, I'm just all of a sudden all these old Harvey Comics memories are coming back to me. Casper, Richie Rich, Wendy the Good Little Witch, Hot Stuff. Did you uh, uh, and you read these eh, as a kid? Just I like, read those. I, those were those were comics I got alongside Spider Man and the Avengers and uh, Wow and X Men. Yeah, that's great. Harvey Comics. Well, their logo was like Marvel. It just spelled Harvey. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, funny. I, let me take a look here. Kind of here. Let's. I'll send you the one I just pulled up here. See if you oh, can. it totally is. Yeah. You see that? It's it, like the old. It's like the old Marvel Comics logo where it was in an M. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but it's an H, and then and then, but the font used for the Harvey and the comic small underneath it totally looks like Marvel. It's weird. That's really. Oh weird. my god! I, mean, I, I don't want to get any of those leftovers. Still, jeez. You probably have some right in a box somewhere. I probably, probably in a long box somewhere. Yeah. I have all my old Mad Magazine somewhere, but I have no idea where that box is. Yeah. I used to love that stuff. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, good segment today. Real quick, we got a bunch of shows coming up uh, in the next day or so, and uh, one of them is Coverville today at 1 p.m. Tell us about that. Yeah, today it's going to be uh, Nick and Nina's excellent playlist. Uh, we had birthdays, uh, milestone birthdays for Nick Kershaw, he of the Wouldn't It Be Good uh, fame. Mm. Uh, he gets covered a lot, and sadly, a lot of the newer covers are all like dance, dance music. But I, I am such a huge Nick Kershaw fan, and that whole album, Human Racing, and the album The Riddle, those two were just on constant, constant replay uh, in my eighties. Loved. Uh, love the music that he put out. Yep. Uh, and then uh, the rest of the show will be about Nina Simone, who was singer, songwriter, but advocate for uh, for black women everywhere. She was just a powerhouse. And so many songs that you hear a lot these days deserve, uh, uh, like she deserves credit for either writing them or making them popular. Like the song, uh, Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood, that the animals had a big hit with. Oh, yeah. That was hers. Yeah. Uh, Feeling Good. Uh 
birds flying high. You know how I feel. Oh. Da, 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 da. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so Nina Simone and Nick Kershaw today, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Check it out. Also tonight, Core at 5 p.m. We're talking video games. Lots to discuss there. So head on over to Core at 5 p.m. here at the uh, channel or get the podcast wherever you get it. Also, this Film Sack weekend, we'll be covering Walking Tall. And some of you may say, now, wait a minute, that just disappeared from my streaming list. It is on AMC+. It is also available via, someone told me it showed up on Tubi. I haven't confirmed that. Oh, really? Okay. That might be the new one, though, with uh, Hercules Idiot. What's his name? Um, Sorbo? Sorbo. Not sure. Really? Anyway. Um, and, And, you know, listen, sign up for a month of AMC. Watch Walking Tall. Yeah. Watch Gangs of, of London, which yeah. is fantastic. Yep. Maybe pick up uh, uh, Interview with the Vampire. Uh, Kevin can F himself. There is a lot of good binge-worthy programming. On, yeah. um, Better on Call AMC Saul Plus. if you haven't already watched it. Uh, That's right. Uh, Core, by the way, is tomorrow. Oh, what the hell day is it today? Oh, yeah, it's Friday. Shit. I forgot. Yeah. John's in. Um, yeah, John's got a thing. That's why you had to move it. So it's not tonight. It's Friday night. Same time, though, 5 p.m. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Screwed that up. Yeah, I knew um, that uh, all about core myself. I did not look at the chat room to find out about core. Of course not, because you don't type and say you knew a thing that you didn't know. You don't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's actually one of the things I like about Brian. If he doesn't know a thing, he'll tell me. I that's like that. Exactly. I that's like right. it. Everybody be like that with me. Okay? And I'll try my hardest to be that way with you. If I don't know what's wrong, or if I tell you what's wrong, I'll, I'll admit it. It's fine. That's right. If exactly. I come on here and say... Uh, uh, no, let's say uh, Monica. She likes to watch um, horror movies and uh, pour pig blood on her while she does it. Yeah, yeah. that's not true. And if you tell me it's not true, then I will admit it. Okay, right. Yeah, Um, Monica. Yeah, couch party is in the AM tomorrow. It'll start an hour later than we usually do TMS. So if you're here live for TMS, just wait an hour past that time on Fridays, and we'll be doing couch party in the in the morning. Yeah, we're doing that tomorrow morning, so that'll be fun. And what else? Oh, more Dead Space this weekend with uh, me and uh, Carter. Oh, actually, yeah, no, that'll still happen. It'll just be before they leave. They're going to Vegas on Sunday. Yeah. And uh they're going to be gone till next Thursday so I'm going to be like totally bachelorhood in it here. Oh my gosh, that's a long time to leave you on your own I know. To your own devices. I know. Jeez. Someone's going to need to check on me, make sure I'm not stroked out on a, on the floor somewhere after day 4 or whatever. So <laughs> just check in on me, everything'll be fine. Anyway, uh, that's all coming up. Don't forget our uh, entire lifestyle here on TMS is supported by you, the patrons. <laughs> Patreon.com slash TMS is where you can sign up, be in there early in this new month, and you can get all kinds of cool stuff. We mentioned couch parties and play dates, but how about pre-show content every day? How about no commercials ever? How about art in the mail? How about a T-level? How about all kinds of cool stuff? Well, go find out more at Patreon.com slash TMS. That'll do it for us. We got to get out of here, but we cannot do that until we've played a song. JD in Memphis wrote in and said, hey, boot and scoot. March 2nd is my 40th birthday. So I thought I'd go big and request my all-time favorite cover. (laughs) Brian was very good about waiting. Let's party. (laughs) A little slow on the trigger. I wasn't triggered enough. I I had to be triggered. A little more more triggering, apparently. Uh, Maniac by Carpenter Brut. Uh, if for some reason that doesn't work, I need 80s vibes and lots of synth. Thanks for all the years of keeping me sane at work. Love you guys and all that you do. Signed, JD. Nice. Um, this uh, this is a, a great example of a lyric that kind of, I don't know why it bothers me. It certainly doesn't trigger me. But um, 
the song Maniac by Michael Sembello uh, talks about, you know, she's a maniac and when she's on the floor and she's dancing like she never danced before, which, you know, could mean like, oh my God, I've never seen her dance like this. Or it could mean, oh, she, she looks like someone who uh, is dancing for the first time ever and doesn't know what dancing is. She's dancing like she's never danced before. <laughs> it does really have it's a like, double meaning I'd never considered until today. Yeah. It's like a foreigner and feels like the first time. So it's awkward and incredibly painful or... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Who knows? Uh, let's get to this. This is Carpenter Brute with a live version of uh, Maniac by Michael Sembello. This comes from their album called, with no spaces, Carpenter Brute Live. Oh, from my 2017. gosh. Fantastic. All right. Check us out for the rest of the week and all that other stuff we mentioned. And we'll be back Monday for a fresh episode of TMS. <laughs>
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I don't mean to be rude, but can we talk about it later? No. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.